Carry on with what you were talking about yesterday. We were talking about like death and <laughs> how we would like to be buried. I don't know quite how we started on that conversation, honestly. Why did we talk about that? Yeah, it's important how we got to that. I can't remember. Should have thought about that before we press record. We we started. We we'll talk about cremation. And well, like, open casket funerals. Oh, that was it. We were, <laughs> oh, were talking about Claire. That was it. We oh, were we talking about Claire. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Because she wants to be a mortician, and we were like, <laughs> and then you talked about embalming. And uh, and we were like, and you were like, what's the point in that? And I said, I think embalming is when they want an open casket, and they, you know, so they have to preserve the body a little bit and like make it look nice and make it look alive, put makeup on it and stuff. Yeah. And I, we were saying it's not really something that really gets done. I don't much so much in the UK. I don't think. Well, as far as I know. And then I said, well, most people just get cremated these days, don't they? Cremated. And I was like, I would want to be cremated. I don't like the idea of being like eaten by worms and things and like decomposing very slowly in a box underground. And then you were like, yeah, but some people are really afraid of fire. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. I get that. And they just want to be eaten by worms and things instead. Yeah. And then you said, I'd like to be buried in space. Yeah. And uh, and we were talking about what, uh, you know, and I, I was like, I like the idea of bar- of like... Gene really Rodenberry got blasted into space, didn't Like he? being blasted into the infinity of space. Yeah, However, I'm not sure good. I'd like, you know, because usually like in those all alien films, they like wrap the body up and then they just let it go into the yeah, like a, yeah. into space. And you're like, the idea of like just fro- like my frozen body, like floating around interstellar space I'd for eternity. That. I'd love it. Would It freaks me out a little bit. And then you were like, yeah, but imagine if like some like mad random, I don't know, interplanetary like alien species come like you know just came stumbled across, across, stumbled your, across body. your body and then they like replicated you and recreated you and made you again and you well, just yeah, like wake we, with your memories because like if we can if we can recreate or so they say like you know a, a woolly mammoth from like a fragment of their dna and i was like well if you're blasting your entire body out into the cosmos of space like into infinity where anything out there might i mean it'd be very alight if they stumbled across you but that's like a sci-fi film isn't it it really yeah. is then yeah so and then you upped it. And so I said, I was like, well, I really like the idea of that, but I don't like the idea of like my frozen like solid body just fro- floating around in space. So I was like, I would really like, and I, was, I got very descriptive with it. Really, really <laughs> descriptive. And I was like picturing it in my mind's eye. I was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, that's a really good idea. So I'd got like, you know, like a little capsule of space capsule. Like oh, a battery's not included, was yeah, it? Yeah, well, the si- like the size of a battery's not included kind <laughs> of spaceship. So not big, you know, sort of, I don't know, the size of a like grapefruit maybe. Yeah, okay. and, uh, <laughs> and it would be round. Like a sphere, like a perfect sphere. Or would it be decorated with anything? No. Not even it'd like, like a little orb. Oh, an orb. A little orb that's like, sh- uh, uh, in my mind, like sh- super shiny surface, like yeah. mirror surface. Right. And so in space, it would kind of like reflect everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on the inside would be my ashes, which have been compressed into a diamond. Pretty cool. And then... Also, a lock of my hair, because I quite like the idea, your idea of being like brought back to life using my DNA. Who knows what some advanced so civilization put could do. put some of my DNA in there via my hair strands. Or test your Also, spunk. maybe what? some, uh, some, some like frozen, you know, like 
eggs of mine. Oh, right. Yeah, yes. And uh, It's and like a human, it's like a little human repopulation pack. Yeah, it's a little like Hannah capsule that uh, is floating around space, maybe gets picked up by said alien and they like make me again or make my like son or daughter. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah, exactly. But, but maybe hybrid. Yeah, but like maybe they hybridise like my egg with their like whatever they got, sperms. Yeah, yeah it'd be like um, uh, uh, Alien Resurrection. And I'll be like, yeah, I'll be like Ripley out. Maybe of you get like fragments alien. of memory because don't they say about like a, a DNA memory, like how some like newborn chicks are instinctively scared of hawks, even though they've never ne- seen them. Well, and they say, cats, oh, I think you put a cat, yeah, yeah. you put a cat in front of a sta- snake, and they've never ever, yeah. ever encountered a snake in their life, but they're instinctively yeah, yeah. scared. And of they it. think it's something in the DNA, all the genes possibly mm. that's passed down. Obviously, but, the so chi- but there's also if you leave one of my little eggs in there. <laughs> It'll have genes and yeah, DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll have my genes and my DNA. You can save the planet. You can save humanity. And yeah, and if I, we did that, humanity would. If like, if we blasted Hannah's egg and in and like a compressed diamond of Hannah in a mad ball and, and fired him into interstellar space, because they might be able hair. to like completely clone me and then make my like child, and the, I'd just be like, wow. The, exactly. <laughs> that, but then the human race, if an asteroid came and cracked the world in two and took everything out, they could remake then me. You, the human race isn't totally lost because somewhere well, out imagine, there. Imagine, and be... you were like, we should make a business out of that, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like yeah. Elon, yeah. Elon, come on. We just need and to uh, launch shit into space. And Imagine, like, with the diamonds, just, because so. you think how small that would be and how big and vast space is. Like, you could potentially have millions of people just floating around space. You could do it to everyone and you wouldn't yeah, even and notice. Then, and then, like, you've got, you, you know, once they find one, put little trackers on them so they can track the others and then, with, then repopulate the human race on another planet. It'd be pretty mad, wouldn't it, that? Because, like, uh, it made me think about it because... When the like Apollo moonwalkers left the moon, all of them, they threw out all their waste, like bags of piss and stuff like that, and stuff that they didn't need to make the spacecraft lighter so it could be more fuel efficient. Um, but because of that, there is DNA of them on the moon. So they're, not only are they in a sci-fi fucking film anyway, because they're walking on the moon, they're properly in one, because like in a billion years, something could like stumble across that capsule that you blast out into space <laughs> yeah. or find a bag of piss on the floor on the moon and go, what's this? And have a look at it and go, I'm sure that I'm sure if they're like a billion years more advanced than us or five yeah. billion years, they'd be able to do something with that. And then you've got like Hannah Resurrection. You just yeah. be there going, I've got these flashback of memories from doing this thing. I think it was called a podcast. I can't remember. <laughs> Don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, I just had this mad idea about putting all my shit in a capsule and launching it into <laughs> like space. A tiny capsule, <laughs> miniaturise everything and just fire out into space. Yeah, like I said to Tom originally, just my ashes, but I was like, oh, I like the idea of compressing them into, because they do that, don't they? Into some kind of gem. Mm. Whether I that think be, so, yeah. yeah. I was going to actually have a look at that on the internet. I'm sure, I'm sure I've heard, probably, I'm probably making that up. I'm sure. No, I think they do. I'm sure I've heard that somewhere that that's possible because you know you can like have yeah, but you could use you that can have your like dad made into a ring or something just <laughs> <laughs> put it on forever you'd be a bit your dad what, with, with his you. bones oh, with the diamond mm. <laughs> but the thing is that'd be wicked as well because if you were like crystallized you can press like under high pressure into some form of crystal and put into that little orb and blast it across it's mad because they use crystals to tell you how the universe works well like, you know yeah. they get like light from a star and they shine it through a lens which is carved out of a specific crystal or literally through crystals and split it into certain parts. How mad is that? It's like the dark crystal. They can back engineer the universe yeah. with a crystal. Well, imagine as well if, so if let's say the scenario is that you get, your orb gets picked up by an advanced alien species. <laughs> they look at, and they open it and they go, oh, there's a gem in here. There's 
some hair. Yeah. And there's like a little yeah. like it's organic cr- matter. Little. I'm sure we can at this point in time of of science make some type of miniaturized frozen capsule for the egg. And, you know, because they do have to keep them deep frozen, don't they? And uh, I'm sure space could keep spe- it. Well, that's space a good point. fucking cold, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? But then if it gets into, like, a, a warm environment, then it's... Anyway, so... And they open it, and, they, and so they remake you. They clone <laughs> you from your DNA. They, um, they, like, make your baby out of your egg embryo thing. Not an embryo. Oh, actually, no, an embryo, like a, maybe an implanted embryo. So maybe we could just implant. It's a sci-fi film. Yeah, we could like have my egg and have it ready to go. Just needs gestating. <laughs> We'd have our little That's baby. That's like when people die when they and get then, frozen in carp, like frozen in a and then they, they like a little tag. They wake you up and you know, you're in a nice bed and they hand you your child and then they go, here's a necklace and this was your like previous Whoa. body. <laughs> you're like, what's going what's on? Happening? Is this a simulation? Well, technically, yes, this, this one was, is this now This was your you. previous body. Here you go. Fuck. <laughs> 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 What you'd have to do also is put a um, a jar, a, a, a bottle of Teco in your capsule and fire a you out there. And then they'd be like, what's this? What's Do this? they worship them as some sort <laughs> of god? And then you'd be resurrected and you'd be like, there'd be a human like populated a, a, a planet with Teco everywhere. They'd be like, we don't know what it is. We don't know why they sent it <laughs> it's out. Just, it's this mini bottle of Teco in here with, with all this it's other, like, it's a with god. all this other really like high science stuff. Is, is, here's a bottle of like Ali Teco hot that was, sauce. That was a really cheap segue into Teco. Yeah, you, can, you can take the piss. <laughs> so I'm, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure uh, it was that successful, but hey. <laughs> I, I knew that was cheap. That's why I said it. I was like, you could just put that in there. Ali <laughs> yeah, Teco hot sauce is the uh, main sponsor of our podcast. Um, please go and check them out on all their social media. Um, Ada got his uh, five bottle giveaway last week. I thought it was, is it not Ada? Ada, Ada, let's call the whole thing off. It's actually Adrian. Um, really, that's his name because he told me. It's not oh, Ada, okay. that'd be weird. Okay, then Adrian got his stuff. Yeah, five bottle Teco giveaway, boom. Boom. Uh, so go check them out. Duncan got his retro vague winnings and did a live <laughs> unboxing. <laughs> he did. He's like, he was like, uh, he, wor- he like he works for the podcast. He did everything, He did man. everything <laughs> pro- like proper, except for calling me your sister at the beginning, which that's is That's a weird. bit fucking weird. It's a bit weird. <laughs> that was a bit. He's <laughs> like, no, that's not right. It's not, no. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> Going live, you can't go back on it then. That's yeah, the problem, that's isn't it? No, You're that, like, bollocks. That's not right. But yeah, no, uh, thanks for that, Duncan. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was wicked. He was like uh, telling everybody to go to Podbelly. Yeah, he was. He was <laughs> like, and the main place you can find the Robots for Eyes podcast is on the Podbelly network. <laughs> so we have another Retro Vague winner this week. If I week. got quiet then, that was because the cat just pushed my... Uh, pushed oh, my yeah. Bean attack. Bean attacked my microphone, nudged it out of the way. She's all, I tell you what, I don't know why. It's oh, is it? Right, it's, I, I do know why. She's the same on my work. Yeah, listen to this. She, um, she's not going to do it. Basically, she will not pay any attention to me when I'm just sat there quietly when she can get all the fusses she wants. As soon as I go on to a school, uh, a school, no, a Skype call, she's like, she wants to be there. She's she's up in there. She's up in the grid. She's in front of the camera and she's like showing everybody on screen her cat bum, her like bum hole. And everyone's like, oh, lovely. (laughs) You're like, is the cat anus for you? Imagine being a cat though, when you're at eye level with a cat walking around. So if you're in like a tribe of cats, yeah, and they're all happy, so their tails are up. All you're seeing is brown eyes everywhere. Yeah, like brown eyes. Shit bums everywhere. Yeah, and for her, her, also her floof. Yeah, oh yeah. Her floof's floof. And um, 
so yeah and she has a thing about like phones as well whenever we play like a message on facebook messenger or anything she gets all annoyed and she yeah. starts like screaming at you and it must be something she's to trying do to with warn us about the ai yeah maybe she is she's she's, put the phone down simon is not like that at all so it's only her yeah simon's she's sound. got she's got a sixth sense uh, so, yeah. but she's interrupting me announcing our retro vague winner which is lisa andrews um so if you want to get involved and win some loot and you could do an unboxing video like Duncan, yeah, like Duncan. Then, uh, and then just then tag everyone in it. Just um, uh, like our retrovague comment uh, posts, drop a comment in or whatever, and go and follow them on their Instagram and check them out on uh, retrovague.com. We've got a code, ro- I think it's code Robots, isn't it, for ten percent off? Yeah, and get yourself a David Bowie T-shirt because they are pretty banging. I do need to get one of those. Yeah, they are really good. Are I was good. just, I was pr- um, going through there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to say then. Get my brain to it. This is not an early one, but it's early enough yeah. for a Saturday. I still would probably be in bed looking at like Facebook's videos. If I hadn't have dragged you out of bed, you would have done. You didn't drag me out of bed. You, you bounced sn- me a bit, and then you, I got. You up. were snoring through your nose last night. Was I? Yeah, but you, well, you weren't snoring, but you were like making a squeak again. <laughs> through your nose I was like, oh god is that Hannah or the cat I can't tell uh, anyway yeah retrovague.com please go and check them out um, we're also part of the Podbelly uh, podcast network um, head over to podbelly.com check them out check out the directory there's millions of podcasts on the directory there's probably millions. ones about cat bum holes and stuff there yeah, and some, there's a cat bum batteries hole. not include diamond sky funerals there's probably one about <laughs> sky, that as yeah, well yeah diamond sky funeral that would be the co- that would be the co- <laughs> name of the company wouldn't it uh, but also click on the uh, podcast network the podbelly podcast network and you'll find us and find a load of other hand selected uh, podcasts that are top of the top of the crop cream of the crop <laughs> Top of, top of the crop, cream of the cream of the tartar. Uh, you could go and check out <laughs> Ectoplasm podcast. Well, I've been listening to recently. I like. I'm really getting into yeah, Ectoplasm. They're, cool. they're really cool. Uh, um, we watched Ghostbusters recently. Didn't yeah, we? Josh and Jason. Talking of ectoplasm, and also at least there's coffee, who is also sponsored by Retrovague. So go and show them some love, and you can enter their competitions, and you can double up. Napes. So not only are we giving you stuff, we're telling you how to hack the system. Yeah, double stuffs. Please go and check double out Oreos. Double stuff. Oreos. <laughs> SKR. That's uh, Psycho Apparel. Um, that's Nicole. Great Threads. South Africa. Show some love on all her oh, social I was, media. I was going to attempt a, um, a, a South African accent then and then Go decided on. swiftly not to. Go on, no. try it. South Africa. I can't do it. South Africa. That's right. just I'm you rubbish. going to America. South Africa. I've gone. It's a really hard accent, I think, to uh, achieve. It is. Uh, it's nice sounding one, though. Um, and you can check us out on all our social media across the board. Um, you can head over to robotsrisepodcast.com if you want to buy yourself some loot like Thomas Palmer who just bought a hoodie which I saw this morning so nice one mate um, I think that's about what? everything I need to go through I can't think of anything else can you? no should we get on the pod? me yeah. You haven't got a Danny LaRue. Who are we doing today? I have no idea whatsoever. I'm sure I mentioned it in the week. I literally, and I know I've said it for the last few episodes, but I literally am so busy at work in the week. I just, I, li- I don't have any like... Yeah, you get moody sometimes. You get that busy. You're like, oh my God. I, I do. Well, I, I, you do if you're that busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone yeah. does. Of course, yeah. If you're working 
ridiculously long. And like I'm working from home and still managing to clock up like over 50 hours a week. 50, it's 50, that's only like two hours a day extra overtime. You're doing more than that. You're doing maybe sixty then. Yeah, it's not. F- you said like you said that last week. I'm doing fifty hours. I was like, no, you're not. You're doing more yeah, than that. Yeah, more than that. But yeah, it's it's a it's a lot, and it's just and I'm doing that because you know, like you will like factor in your your commute time to your d- daily hours. Yeah, like well, yeah. that ain't something that I ever would have done anyway. So when someone said uh, Josh said to me, he was like. Oh God, that's a lot if you're working from home. But I was like, when I thought about it, I was like, well, actually, even if I was in the office, it's definitely more than I that. I wouldn't clock up the time it takes me to it's commute. It's only be two hours a day extra, and I was like, all that. I know that is for a fact. Because I'm working through my all my breaks, and I work into. I probably don't finish most nights until seven o'clock. Later. Maybe sometimes later. So it's. So I'm downstairs. Tom's by downstairs. Myself. Like he keeps like messing, going, "Are you do still working? Like, yeah. Nine o'clock. You still working?" <laughs> Yeah. But I'm, I'm 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 recruiting new people, so hopefully it's that I've got some light at the end of the tunnel with that. But um, well, you can consider this podcast light entertainment then today yes, for your yeah. nice. So I've no, I literally have like well, I've no killer. brain space. Oh, it's a serial killer. Um, okay, I'm not going to do any more stabby stabby murder murder ones. We've done quite a few stabby well, stabby murders. People sort of wanted the murder death kill for a while. Gruesome. That's what, what did I wanted. do last week? You did. You did last week. You did Alyssa Lamb. Oh, so yeah, that well, that was not that's not murder, but that was it's the same sort of death, death by drinking body water, death by yeah. uh, death by like water tank, death by water tank and madness, and madness. So we're going to look at um, Dennis Rader. Have you ever heard of him, the BTK no. killer? What? Never heard of him. No. No, to be fair, <laughs> unless you're in the world of serial killers. That's no. the thing. Like well, to be fair, though, I'm sure there are serial killers I could find that you would never have heard. Well, of. Well, I don't know most of them. You didn't. I've you had not heard of the. Um, no. Well, you hadn't really heard of the what's the Australian dude? No, no, no. There's um the thing is, it's like serial the killers. guy. Serial killers are Kill. like they're like bands. Like if you're in that world, people are like, oh yeah, what about uh you know the toy box killer or Ted Bundy? I only know them because I've done them, and people know them. If you're not in that world, no. I don't fucking. I don't, I don't know. know. Sounds like I know a I'm bit not about in that them. world. Because <laughs> people ask me questions when we do like um, question episodes, and they're like, "Who's your favourite serial killer? What serial killer?" And I'm like, "I don't know anything <laughs> about them, but you hear me talking about them because I've you also want to hear about what yeah. I said about them in a podcast like three years ago." <laughs> so I didn't know anything about Dennis Rader. I no, I'd heard little bits about him um, just from doing this, uh, but I didn't really know much about his case. Uh, but um, the BTK killer. He was an American what does that serial killer. Well, it's a. It stands for. Um, well, he gave him his. He gave himself his own nickname. Don't they all do that though? No, no, no. Some of them like you know, like the Hillside Strangler or whatever. <laughs> they'll get you know, they're getting the name given. The barrels, to, the bodies and barrels killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, what kind of weapon gives himself their own, their own nickname? Like he, he's he is a dickhead. This bloke. We'll get into it. I mean, he's a proper. Helmet. I mean, it's like me going, "Hi, my name's Tom, but you can call me Iceman." And they're like, "Oh, <laughs> my mates call me Iceman. Why do they call you Iceman? Because I told them to call me that." It's just like, what the fuck? But he was—he um, murdered ten people between 1974 and 1991. So this is quite like this oh, is like, like 30 years, 17 years active, right? Oh. but he wasn't caught until Wait, how? That's more than 17 years. 19? No, it's not. 74 to 91. Oh. <laughs> it was like 30 years. <laughs> he was act. He didn't get caught until 2005. So he was from 90. He's so successful th- then. Pretty much, yeah. 30, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was actually. Yeah, 74 yeah. to 91. That's not 19 years. No, it's not. It's 17. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure count it. Right. Count it. I'm not going to. 74 to 84. 10. Then plus 6. 
That would make it oh, 16. Yeah, that would yeah, make yeah, it yeah, 90. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, for some reason, my brain was going in thinking 91 was into the 2000s then. <laughs> no. What? No, twat. 1991 was you. in the year 2000. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, like getting apprehended in 2005 he, yeah, he was successful he was out for over, over, like nearly what's 31 years he was pretty there much. you go i was close i was close so enough right, I in just, just, right in some respects yeah i just preempted that so uh, that he's, was my plan yeah his his btk was his calling card which to me sounds like a sandwich isn't it it's like his lead leaving sandwiches at the murder scene like the btk like the, ble- the bacon well, look, I, the when you said bt i was thinking british telecom <laughs> i was like is he does he kill lots of is he like he a was british a telephone <laughs> repairman at one point yeah, yeah for a bit. british telecom man who just goes around killing everyone Ooh, he wasn't actually a telephone repairman he, the british telecom killer <laughs> he um he was he worked as in a was it adt like the security company that went in and oh, put american. but he pretended oh, sometimes wait, is it american Fuck knows. But oh. he, pret- he pretended to be. Well, who is he? Oh, he's yeah. American. He's oh, American. Okay. Right, right. He pretended to be telephone a telephone salesman in one instance to gain access to someone's house. Yeah, it'd be easy. Like as the same with BTK, big British telecom killer. <laughs> <laughs> Goes in, dresses up as a you know as a as a trusted British telecom phone line dude who fits your uh, internet system, and then obviously not back then, but and uh, came in and. Um, just killed you to death from it. <laughs> got, got, got his like Brit- British telecom like wire and strangled you to death. He did strangle people all the time. So. <laughs> Do you know what BTK stands for? Have a guess. That's like his. I know what you're saying about a sandwich. It sounds like a bacon lettuce and cake. Bacon lettuce and cake or something. <laughs> so what do you re- what do you reckon that stands for? What would you say? A butcher. No? Nah. No. It's difficult. I wouldn't have got it. No, I don't know. Bind them, torture. It's bind, torture, and kill. Oh. Used to bind bind them up and then torture them oh. and then oh kill them. Oh, God. So get, yeah, I can see why he's giving himself, I'm the BTK killer. Yeah. He's, he's I bind, up. I torture, and I kill. He was motivated by sexual sad- sadism, oh, which, but they which, always which they are always are, apparently. Things, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and because he, he get out absolutely rock hard, tying women up and then watching them panic, totally helpless, like completely in his control. I think he was a, a bit of a control freak in that respect. And then he'd strangle them to death whilst looking into their eyes. Because he got off on on his victims' final moments of not the act of killing them necessarily, but but they're like panicking. Watching them realise that death uh, was yeah, imminent oh. was like stiff as a board. He'd be like, "Oh, look at that woman thinking she's about to die." Oh, oh, I love it. That's a nice happy thought, isn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he used to refer to his victims as projects, and he'd carry out like. As so did he spend like weeks like put, yeah. making notes and like oh, doing yeah. diagrams? Extensive and research, stalking, mm. like to get to know their every single movement. He kind of was like some weird, yeah, he was like, a, he did it like almost like a military, that's like a really pathetic military operation, like properly stalking, taking notes. He'd call them projects, he'd call them targets, he'd put his kill kit on, which was his, his specific clothes, which he'd have to get rid of after he'd done his, his murder. It was quite... Well, he's methodical. He's methodical, and You've he doesn't. Be to, to but also, like, he's a bit of, he's a bit haphazard in some. I feel like it, it is. This is in like the the heyday of timeline. Oh, the glory days. The glory days of the uh, yeah, the old before the old DNA killer. came out. Before all of the like science got better, it yeah, was like really a- easy to find someone, <laughs> just spoiling it for everyone. So he lived a dark double life because, on one hand, he was like a husband, a father. He had two two kids. It's scary, isn't it? When family you think about man. It? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Think about all the people you know. And like, because lots of people would have known him and been friends with him. Loads. Like, yeah, and like you just think about that. For oh, a he, he was a scoutmaster. Like, yeah, like a president he, of a church or yeah. some shit. You're like fuck. 
how is there someone that you know mm. that is that yeah, potentially yeah, yeah. that weird double life kind of crazy person that kills people? Well, that's the thing. He he had not so much anymore, but back then. Well, how do you know? Imagine. Well, you don't know because it's because it's it's if harder they have to get body, away with it these days. Well, yeah, but if you just vanish a body completely and they've just disappeared, then no yeah, one's it's hard to vanish a body. I don't know. Some people seem pretty fucking. Yeah, but <laughs> I, well, I would it. say the only way to entirely vanish a body is to, to, to melt it. Chuck them in the ocean. Or burn it. Yeah, chuck them in the ocean. Or just hide them where they'll never be found. Yeah, but not, m- most people don't have access to the ocean that easily. Or most people don't there. just have a boat. No, because they wash up. So you'd have to carefully do it. Chop them up, then throw them in the ocean. You'd have to like, yeah, you'd have to do that. They do get like random feet turned up on beaches. You'd have to wait them down. There was somewhere in Canada that just started getting feet. So you need to get. I I think to successfully like dispose of a body. Oh god. In the sea, you'd have to go out on a boat, find a remote. You know, go out where it's deep, sink them, and and wait them them down. Chains or something. Yeah, yeah. Like otherwise, they're just going to pop up on a beach somewhere. Mafia style, put me in a barrel and fill it full of concrete. And then just boot them in. Yeah, yeah. And, and then like, because the yeah, they'll just they'll just float up somewhere otherwise. So he, like I say, he was um like a church president and a scoutmaster, which was, and he's got like family and kids. So you're not gonna, he's not the he's person. He's just a normal dude. He's not. He's actually a pillar of the community, like respected. People yeah, are yeah. not gonna look at him. He's like Gacy in some respect. Do you think he's like? Do you think there's like some kind of dual personality going on? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah, yeah. De- oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Because clearly, if he's got children, he can get his rock on without having to kill someone. Oh, yeah. He just did this for some, the crack. So some people have to do it, don't they? Some people have to, like, kill to like get, get like sexually aroused. Like, get like a chick a can't, he can't, he can't only found out he could, he could, he was, like, basically impotent until he, like, tried yeah. to strangle or drown a girl yeah, yeah. or whatever it was. So and it's like, oh, and to then get had his, an orgasm yeah. whilst doing it. It was like, oh, this is what this I do. This is how I do it. Whereas this Looks guy... Like I'm going to kill a lot of sounds people. Sounds like he just can do it. Yeah. He can do it anyway. So, like... The whole like sexual thing is just sick. Well, it's, it's a sick, complete it's a fetish. It's, it's a, fe- a fetish. It's a mad yeah, fetish yeah. that gets out of control. So he's like totally sound, but at night he would like pop out with his murder bag for a you know a strangle wank, and it, nobody had a clue. And it's interesting because Dennis Rader liked to fuck with the police, he, like actively because he wanted. He was like um, a self-obsessed psychotic narcissist, I guess. I mean, I'm not really a psychologist. I don't really know, but. He would kill people and then contact the police in some instances and like leave notes and stuff, like properly trying to get attention. Because he'd seen, I think he'd seen like Ted Ted Bundy rise to international <laughs> fame and was getting women throwing their knickers at him and shit. Oh, and he was really? into knickers and he was like, oh, I love knickers. I could just kill women and then they'd all love me. And you're like, what the fuck, mate? Calm down. He used to kill animals as well, oh. obviously. Always when they Always. kill animals, Hannah's like, fuck that. Fuck. The people. No, right. I'm not saying that at all. Obviously, I don't want any peoples to die, any creatures. It's fucking horrific. But animal, the thing is with animals, it's the same with like very young children as well, like who just yeah. don't have the ability to, Innocence. to like fight back or or to stick up for themselves in this any is way. Why he bind them though, he loved that aspect of it, totally removing your ability to fight back, incapacitated, and like so. You see, like the bondage crowd, like be getting to bondage. I don't care. It looks fucking fun, and they tie people up for sexual, but they're not. Fucking killing each other. No, they're just doing. He it took it to the next fucking level. <laughs> you know what I mean? He went. He went a bit like what's that guy? That that grey guy's name? Who grey guy? Which grey guy? That has books. Grey guy that has books. I don't know the grey guy that has books. <laughs> People will know what I'm going on about. The grey guy the, that has those books. books with the with the you know the sex sex books that got oh, really uh, mad. Um, got really mad. 
What? Oh, yeah, that bondage one. Basically, the porn for women. Porn bondage for porn for women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was that called? Oh, his last name was Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. Just <laughs> Got there eventually. Grey yeah, was exactly like that, except he killed people. Yeah, as but well. that's what I mean. Like he took that whole bondage thing to the next level and made it murder bondage. So throughout Raider's life, he from an early age developed dark sexual fantasies, and as he got older, he developed an underwear fetish. Like he used to steal women's knickers and bras off clotheslines, and then kill people wearing them. He's <laughs> fucking, it is nuts. There's like fucked up. I, was like, I thought you were just gonna say, yeah, he started out was pretty like pretty light-hearted, just nicked some pants and and bras off of people, maybe wear them himself, and then he's like, no, no, just put them on other people and then killed them to death in them. I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, he fuck did all sorts of fucked. So there's like really like mad like mashed up photos of him wearing like tied up in contorted positions because he took photos of himself as well he'd get gratification out of looking at himself tied up especially wearing a time self because he was the master of ropes or something <laughs> he was a scout master he's good, lots at of pulleys. he's good at knots yeah, to, i'm sure you'd have to have lots of pulleys in order to like bond bondage yourself well he put on a um he'd wear like you can see the, the photos of him. it's really disturbing considering what happened no he put a mask of a woman's face on so when he looked at the pictures of himself it oh, looked like a woman that is weird and then he'd be tied up you see all these big hairy legs and he's wearing stockings and you're like mate oh, that's no. the worst wank did, porn did ever he, did he, he, i'm guessing he hid his cock and balls then because uh sometimes that would uh that would that wouldn't that's not very uh, feminine is it <laughs> like i read about a time when he was at um he was supervising at scout camp and he tied himself up in a trailer for a quick strangle wank but uh he did he tied himself up so well he could barely get out and he was like suspended there going oh, shit. Like, whilst he's actively killing so they know that there's a dodge viper bloke on the loose and he he said he was contemplating calling for help because he couldn't get himself down <laughs> like, what are you doing but eventually wriggled free so yeah, from that, that's it that yeah. point you're not gonna be like right what so you what and the and the kind of bondage would have been same the same as the killings. Tighter the better. So Tighter they would the have better. put two and two together pretty quick. So. Strangle wanks are a dodgy game. Like Michael Hutchins, he he, he was a strangle wank to himself too. Who's Michael Hutchins? He was in in excess, wasn't he? Oh, don't know. Yeah, yeah. And you had uh, uh, David. Uh, is it Carradine? Carradine? Yeah, like people die. Kill like, Bill. Yeah. Yeah, they like Bill. They, he ha- he uh, wanked himself to death in the in a t- in a. In a hotel room in Thailand. What, strangle wanked? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah well, yeah. yeah, because there is a thing, isn't it? It's supposed to heighten the orgasm when you're being I'm gonna try suffocated. It I'm going to try it tonight, but you've just got to watch to make sure they don't die. It goes wrong. Yes. It was like that. What's that? Fi- that the Fall, that, that series on um, Channel, whatever it was. Oh, uh, with, uh, was it Scully? Scully. With the or Mulder. Which one is it? Yeah. Uh, and the, the she that looks diameter. Diameter. So Balfastian guy. Balfastian. <laughs> Um, he that's how like that whole because he, he's a serial killer isn't he and, and that whole thing start he started from doing that's how he started out is yeah. strangle wanking yeah and what strangle sexing that's Auto how he killed the first yeah that's how he killed his first person is by strangle strangle sexing strangle sexing not because it's not wank it's sexing yeah it's very, it's very strange isn't it easy to easy to that. easy to go wrong because in that moment of passion you can lose control and accidentally well, kill someone. Well, if you pass out, you're dead. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And you can pass out very, very, very easily when you've got a rope strangled. tied around your neck and you're lowering <laughs> your weight. Or even just someone's hands. Well, yeah, but because what they're doing is they're putting their noose around their neck, tying it, usually, they're oh, going to a cupboard, wanks, yeah, cupboard yeah. tied to like the rail in the okay, hotel now, room. Idiot. And then like, they what? lower their knees, they bend their knees so there's like pressure on their neck. So it's like starting to cut what? the blood and then they have a fucking wank and they go, Ugh! and if you, if and you pass you, out, you're dead. You ain't getting back up. You're not going to wake up. Imagine though finding someone because that's not 
That's yeah. not intentional death. Ma- imagine coming over totally work accidental. and finding me with a rope round my neck in the toilet and the dick in my hand. <laughs> oh my God. You'd be like, what I'd be so fuck? mad at you. <laughs> That's the first thing you say. She'd be so mad. Yeah, because you've done that. You stupid thing to do. And I'm going to do one later and try it, but you need Absolutely to just... Absolutely stupid uh, thing to do. You need to watch me I'm just not going to watch you. You have no. to watch me. You have to watch me. You have to watch me do it. So he's an odd fella. Getting weird. So he's an odd fella. He's going to get a lot fucking weirder than this, I tell you. If you think Trangorang's are weird. I tell you. Some people say he was like dumb, bordering on you know, special needs because... Really? He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he yeah, sent... But, because but how has he gotten to such, like, you know, like the the, the, the leader ch- of the church and the scoutmaster and all that then if he's dumb? Well, yeah, exactly. That doesn't, I, that doesn't shout dumb to me. I think he had smarts in different parts because he evaded the police for... Yeah. And, he, and he actively reached out to them. He evaded them for, over, for 30 years. But because he sent letters, they were riddled with spelling mistakes and typos and, the, and they were so bad, the coppers were like... They thought it was done on purpose. They're like, someone's just fucking with us here deliberately. Maybe. I've got some of his letters that I'll read and I'll read them as he wrote them. And they're sometimes you, it's, they're difficult for me to read because they don't flow. You're like, what the fuck? It doesn't mean he's dumb. No, he no. He's been dyslexic. He just couldn't spell. Yeah. That's all it was. He just couldn't spell. Yeah, maybe just dyslexic. doesn't mean he's dumb. Yeah, he must have been somewhat clever. But when yeah, you see him that, talking that in court, like he just idiot. sounds like a fucking, I don't know. It doesn't sound like a like an idiot. Cause well, you, if make you, a, you make the... Uh, Come, at the end of All it, right. you tell me. All right. So should we get into his early life and uh, see how mad he was from the get-go? So he's born 9th of March in 1945 in Pittsburgh, Kansas, to his mother, Dorothy Rader, and his dad, William Rader. And he had three brothers, Jeff, Paul, and Bill. And his parents, he says, he kind of resented them because he said they were hard work. Well, they were obviously hard work because they got four kids. But because they had to support the family, they weren't around a lot. And because they weren't around, he felt rejected. And it's almost like, oh, you know, you hear that a lot in these cases. Mm. It was my parents' fault. You're, like, you're just trying to fucking... Some, in some cases it is, but in this it doesn't sound like it is. No. He's just, just working hard to try and support the family. He says that, because he talks about things, I'll go into him in a bit, like called Factor X and things like I mean, I'll, I'll explain it. So it's, he openly says that there's something inside him that does this. It's not his parents, but he does say that he remor- like he really regretted what his parents did in terms of not paying him attention but like whatever mate that happens yeah, it's that not happens. like they yeah, don't love not, you well yeah. they don't love you now because you're a fucking crazy you, killer <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, dis- lads, you're right. very disappointing and there's also evidence of brain injuries which is always something you got to look at like mm. head injuries in these cases but he read a lot of crime books Raider did Dennis Raider so he probably knows exactly what to, to say and he's still alive Unless he's died since yesterday. So we can't <laughs> take his brain out and chop it up well, and have but a look. That, that, sometimes we do some weird coincidences on these podcasts. Yeah, so like yeah. The next day they'll be like, oh, this person died. Yeah. And you're like, what? It does what? happen. It does what happen. It, what was it you did? The, 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 it's happened loads of times. That freaking uh, guy who killed, you know, set the fat house on fire. And, uh, Philpot. Philpot. And then the next day... His missus fucking, got released. Yeah. It's like, everyone's fucking like, did you Jesus. know something? We didn't. I was like, like, yeah, yeah, I got inside <laughs> knowledge. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> what the fuck? Not a clue. Um, so regarding head injuries, that there's some that can be sort of proven and some that can't. Well, he said, he tells a story that apparently his mum fell off a horse when she was pregnant with him and like bounced on the bump or some shit. Oh, shit. And he was like, I wonder if I got brain injuries from that. Probably, I don't know. But again, we don't know if that actually happened. Bounced off the bump. <laughs> Just imagine <laughs> like, like bouncing along on the bump. Fuck, you know. And there was also a time where uh, Dorothy dropped him on his head when he was only a few months old. Hell? Apparently, he's, he, Raider says that his mum told him like as he got older that apparently he stopped breathing and went blue. 
but didn't take him to hospital. So there is no medical records of that to back it up. Oh, as far okay. as I can so tell. So he could just be saying that. It could just be a s- it could tall be. story. Because he knows he's really into He was really into He was reading crime magazines yeah. and watching it. So That's he, probably bollocks. He was like pr- gun to... It was like his... If he went to careers advice at school, he would have said, I'm going to be a serial killer. I, was say, I thought you said careers advice. I was like, well, what's that? Careers advice at school. You never went to like that. career like the place. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No. Don't you mean career? Career. Career. That's that's Car- very close. I never realised how What's clo- your career? How close that word was to each other. <laughs> Just spelt very different. Uh, yeah. You can't you see the thing is if you did get a bang on the head, that could definitely have of being a cause because pe- like normal people can bang the dome like you can bang your head at work yeah. and then come back and well go, you said the other day weird. like proper clonked me yesterday the other day, maybe yesterday. I'll strangle you to death tonight. <laughs> but you can really bang your head hard. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like without having brain damage. You can, but you can also like just flick it and then but just turn into a complete depend, maniac. Really the wrong, but it depends on the place, yeah, yeah. I suppose. And like if you try and focus in on what caused him to become the person he was, because he's really into, as we're going to go through, like you're getting the idea of bondage, BTK, bind them, torture them and strangle them. He's not going to kill them. He's like, he's really into that fucking, that world. It's worth considering a few incidents that I found from his, from his early, like real early life that, may have set him on the way to thinking the way he did because when he was four he said he had like a fear of um of monsters you know like all kids get scared of, like monsters in was monsters under the bed yeah 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 monsters in the cupboard yeah monsters yeah. in the closet he really enjoyed the fear so be lying in bed terrified of this of a monster but fucking love Loving it and it. He's, he said it was like a strange perverse excitement and he'd get like a uh, like a tense feeling in his crotch, you'd be like, "Oh God!" Oh at no. four, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when you start these things out and you're like, "You're talking about it," you're like, a four-year-old is like My get, young want, wanting to kill something. Yeah, fuck. He wasn't wanting to kill it, but he's like, no, his but there's, there's fear excited him. Most most kids don't experience any kind of sexual feeling until probably like 10, 11. Well, four's yeah, very well, young. For yeah. a, for like that's to even enter the the, the brain remember of a child it must have been impactful if you can remember. Yeah. I can't remember four. Can you remember when you were four? No. The fuck. And he's got a brain injury. And I, he's done. I can't he's remember, remember yesterday. Like let's think. And most. Well, you adults. said, "What did I do last week for the podcast?" I was yeah. like, uh, 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 "Most fucking, adults uh, don't." Six days, five it, days ago. Can't there's remember. probably memories you can you know probably six. I'd probably say I can. I've got memories from when I was six. Nah, I've got no memories. I remember, I remember being like My on a holiday, but it was—it's not like every on a like on a holiday where like my si- you know me and my sister would be in the pool, but I had armbands on because I couldn't swim, and she would dart, and there was money in the pool, and she'd what? be able to dive and get it because she's like four years older than me, uh, and right. I was really upset because I couldn't do it, so I was too—I was young, I was young enough to be wearing armbands, and I remember that. But yeah, like you don't really remember your childhood, to be honest. Well, he did. He specifically remembered like the thought of being helpless to an all-powerful monster who could kill him. Like that was the, a moment, like being incapacitated and aroused, activated his sexual circuits when he was four. And, <laughs> I, and, I, and then I went like, I was reading a bit more into that because like being incapacitated and like, because uh, he's, he's, he's essentially going <laughs> to be raping people. And then is it, is it true that we, some women have, I mean, obviously some women do, but I read that 50% of of women have, have rape fantasies. That's actually quite common in your face. Have you ever had a rape fantasy, Hannah? No. <laughs> sure you never thought, of, you've been walking through the woods and thought, oh, oh yeah, just love someone to rape me right now. No, never. Really? You're one of the 50% I'm that I'm surprised don't, at that. Yeah, 50% I read. 
Fifty percent. I was you know like, what, are you though? sure? Do you know what I watched? I can't remember what it was. I was watching something the other day, and they were saying about you know, um, oh, it was um, it was like a thing on on Facebook, and it was just um, this couple, this kind of like comedy couple, getting f- some con- counselling. Yeah, and the the counsellor said to them um, that you know everybody has dark thoughts. Yeah, everyone has dark, but thoughts. you don't. And, and it's true. Everyone has that that like yeah. thought that's dark. Which doesn't necessarily mean but, you're gonna, like but, you're thinking about killing people. people. You could be thinking about relatives the, dying. But it's, that's it's a dark the people, thought. Oh, God, it, that might happen. Most people would never communicate those dark thoughts. It's only something you keep to yourself. It's the ones that communicate it and or act on it that yeah. are different. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so there was another time um, that he he, um, he recounts, which also could go in to explain it, when he was apparently was held down by his uh, mom whilst the nurse popped his ear when he had an e- like his eardrum when he had an ear infection, and he said he got this strange, terrifying yet sexually arousing feeling again of being incapacitated because his mom's holding him down, and this nurse yeah, is going yeah, yeah. no, and this nurse is pop- like, are you sure are you meant to pop fucking ears when they're an ear infection that doesn't sound like something doesn't sound like something you should do hold your child down when I stick a needle in their ear no I don't think you'd pop it no, maybe it was like syringe it or something well I don't know yeah but no, it, it specifically said pop that's why I was like what <laughs> does that even mean though pop and perforate their eardrum to relieve the liquid behind it like oh, pressure but that really that really stuck like in it. his mind like two maybe. women holding Surely him down antibiotics like, is a better approach yeah yeah <laughs> the that. penicillin was around fucking what year was what this what the fuck 1521 yeah, don't think that's a good idea that that's would hurt like fuck yeah, as yeah. well yeah again though that's the thing mm-hmm. it, it was like oh this is a thing oh i like this but yeah. i don't like it you know what i mean pleasure pleasure and pain were well they they're they're, spo- they're supposed to be very close on their like brain spectrum and aren't they? fear was like yeah like yeah. the the uh, the, the, ba- the, the whatever the brain spectrum is i don't know i just made that up like his brain his mum would beat him with a, with a leather belt apparently when he i mean as you do as you naughty. do that's normal and yeah. he'd be like ah totally oh, come on do it again but next time strangle me oh. Oh, like, don't do that again do it. <laughs> he's just going to do it so um this is weird as well there's a time um this is particularly strange where his mother apparently put her hand down the sofa to like grab something that she dropped, like a TV remote control or sandwich or some shit, sandwich. and she got she got her ring caught on a spring, like one of the sofa springs, oh, and shit. she tried to pull her hand out. She couldn't get her hand out, and she slowly started to panic. You know, like if you get your finger like temporarily it, stuck in something, or your ring stuck on, you yeah, go, yeah, oh, like, fuck. oh fuck, it's oh, briefly terrifying. Like, you know, like in a ring shop trying it on, you're like, oh fuck, I don't want to oh, buy this. Oh fuck, yeah. oh fuck, yeah. And, like, <laughs> she, she um, she was like beginning to panic and like squirming and going oh, I've got, you have to go to the neighbours to get some help and she was and he just stood there and as her fear went up his like, dick, dick went, went up, up he was oh like no. oh my god yeah apparently he masturbated about that about his mum After, afterwards not in front of her I hope. oh yeah just in front of her he's standing there going oh go on mum oh. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so weird just, imagine if that if he did that his mum's like now my hand's stuck and my fucking 11 year old kid's wanking onto me <laughs> what's happening <laughs> You know what I mean? That's the thing. Like, that's just the weird shit that happens in the world, though. Yeah, yeah, that's, that has happened somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you got head injuries, you got restraining fantasies combined with pain and like scary, domineering monsters. And that's and just seeing the people shit. panic so, now. Yeah. He's got that on his list. And then getting an erection. Getting an erection Temple over seeing someone panicked and over over being tied up. Then he was like, or but being you know incapacitated. Then he got way. an ex- uh, he got exposed to to uh, to death. Uh, via his parents killing chickens because this is like back in the fucking whatever day it was and like I'm guessing people were killing chickens in their garden a lot more regularly than they for are dinner, now oh yeah for dinner and he said seeing them flapping about and then being grabbed 
and restrained and like held down on the block and they, they you can see it in their eyes and like they know something's going I don't know they're going to be killed probably well, but they're scared though he knows they they're going like... to be killed and he knows that they're fighting to survive and he knows how that would feel if that was him and then watching them be killed he was like oh imagine if that was a woman as well and you're like <laughs> whoa, whoa and that's the kind of shit that was going on he's in in his mind, man. She's off to a blinding start, isn't he? You see how he's like, got, got he's got a lot going on from an early age. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. He attended uh, Wichita Heights High School in 1951 when he was six years old, and apparently he found it hard to relate to other children. And you're like, no shit, no shit. You like to strangle wank and watch your mom get trapped and uh, you love, watch chickens die. Yeah, and you love that. That's that's totally normal behaviour for a ten year old. Get erections at the get thought erections of monsters. At the thought of monsters. He got left behind academically and he became withdrawn and preferred his own company, which probably is more a reflection of himself than, you know what I mean? It's not like people were like shunning him and he was like, because some people get like shunned and they go into their own world. Why did he get left behind academically? I don't really get that. I don't, well, it could be because he's a dum-dum or it could just be because he just couldn't be fucked with it. Yeah, maybe. I think there's probably an element of that because maybe he maybe he was dyslexic or something. It wasn't he really was definitely a, dyslexic. It wasn't really a... A, th- a thing back then that was was you're just an idiot. You're just an idiot if you had dyslexia and you're dyslexic. a stupido. It's definitely you know definitely not is the case. We know isn't the case because you know fucking Einstein was dyslexic. So what you can be a very very smart person and just not be able to like brain might not be able to like put put numbers and letters in the right order. He also, I suppose you could add, uh, be, you know, being a aspiring peeping Tom. That was one of his fetishes. When he was 11, he started peering through women's windows to watch them undress. And one of them was his fifth grade teacher. So it's a woman he knew. He seems to like it if he knew them to a certain, certain degree. degree yeah. Apparently he'd been stalking her for some time, which is interesting because he did that it, like in later life as a murderer. So he's like, oh, you can just do this. It's part of the fun. And on this particular night, he climbed up a tree outside her house and he took a rope with him. So he's 11, he's climbed up a tree and he's took a rope because he said he was tempted to break in and tie her up. You what, mate? He changed his mind and instead he tied himself to the tree as tightly as he could until he ejaculated. Just like fucking... And then just... Imagine walking under that tree that night. You're like, did a bird just shit on my shoulder? You look up and there's just this 11-year-old boy tied to a tree, wanking. <laughs> Looking, what's going on? Mate, you need to come down. We need to, we need to talk to we you. Need, we need to have some words. So but even re- if you had words, I ain't going to stop gonna someone anything. who's got that in his mind Doesn't already. Seem like it, yeah. They might try and send him to some counselling, but yes, some sort of help. Yeah. Uh, he was reading um, details on crime magazines, uh, specifically on um, sh- like strangulation victims, because that was shining a light onto it and going into details. Which was, I mean, when I read that, I was like, "Fuck, we're going to details about murder." I hope we're not fucking like fulfilling someone's fantasy or urge to do it you know what i mean yeah it's like shit do it you know what fuck people will listen to this and think that anyway so there was a time he said um he was riding in a car with a girl that he he wanted a piece of some like school girl that he fancied and on the radio it came out that um, they announced that two men had been busted for tying up a family of four and killing them which is it? Remember that family of four and killing them. And uh, he said when he was sitting there listening to this, he said he, again he felt like this strange nagging feeling well up inside him. He was like, I should probably just just I, do that. I could just attack this girl now, tie her up in the car and kill her. But he was like, no, 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 that would be that would be a bad thing. But he remembers feeling like he should have done that, which is weird. <laughs> fucking what? Um, he seemed like a normal lad though to the outside, unless you're in his mind. Yeah, like it's just a kid. He was slightly recluse and maybe a bit 
you know, struggles with school, but whatever. Yeah, and Lots I think... Lots of kids are like that. I think being a crazy fuck since childhood kind of helped him, you know, get really good at hiding his madness in, in later life. He actually called it um, uh, cubing. He, he said he'd cube. And what he meant by that was it sounds like, sounds like he's able to turn off specific parts of his personality and morph into something else. Like he like he when he'd be um with his wife, he'd cube into cube. I don't know why he'd call it cube, cube into his, you know, it's Dennis multiple. Dennis Raider, the uh, the the family man, mm. but he could also cube into Dennis uh, Raider the freak. B- BTK killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He yeah. could he could move his personality. But I but think that, he might be putting a grandiose yeah, term maybe. on something here to make himself But seem also that he I mean that does sound like a kind of multiple personality. I don't think he did. Thing. I just, I, I think he's just trying to be grandiose in his his own sort well, of. Maybe not though. Maybe not. He might be complete, being completely honest. He about hasn't that. been diagnosed with multiple personality disorder, and you'd think oh, that okay, they yeah. they would um, probably have. He's just a fucking crazy person. That so now ropes. he's just the BTK killer. <clears throat> he just mm. doesn't cube into that. It's really, it's it's like just how he dealt with it. He's living double life, isn't it? It's like a lot of, and a lot of people do that. There are many, many, many. Oh, yeah. Now, not to the extent he has, but there are many people who have uh, a family and then have another life with another woman yep. somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, cheating. Yeah. You yeah. know, li- living double a double life, lying, keeping up the the, dark, the, the, the lies and the for each. It will always. It, juggle, everyone, everyone that's never, doing that, listen. Never, it never always ends it, in tears. Never letting it slip. It always like, ends in tears. That's a lot to like juggle to yeah. like do that. I would imagine to like constantly be keeping the story straight and yeah, and yeah, 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 and stressful to each, to each and side. They think, oh, it won't happen to me. It won't happen to me. But it fucking always it comes always, crashing down. It always down. does. Yeah. Never, ever, ever does anybody ever get away with that shit. Yeah. It always falls down. Yeah. So being a peeping Tom, um, he loved doing that, but I don't think that was... He, he kind of like started like doing really bad shit, breaking into people's houses. He was stealing their underwear. As a kid, like wanking into them and shit, uh, he's becoming more and more extreme and just like escalating his activities as opposed to like chasing that, that high. And actively started to fantasise about torturing women in imaginary rooms like... I was guessing like fucking like dungeons and some shit. And he called them um, DTPGs, death to pretty girl rooms. And you're like, God, he loves the abbreviations, yes, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a fucking helmet. He's, he's <laughs> I'm a box and he, I like to box into things. He, uh, he's like killing animals, cats and dogs. He used to tie them up to, I mean, obviously you're going to tie them up if you're the BTK killer. And he'd like pull like rig up ropes to their arms and tie weights to it apparently. And then like literally pull them apart. Well, I didn't really go into too Jesus. much. I was read that. I was like, okay, uh, you know, yeah. hu- again, huge sense of power and sexual release was coming from this. I think they called it like zooophilia or some shit. I didn't you know, get getting off and watching animals get killed. You know, what the fuck? Is well, he's that? clearly got beyond zooophilia because he's not just doing it with animals, is he? Yeah, he's, he well, he's fantasizing at, at this point to doing it with. So like people. like uh, social services or whatever would would if they could get in his mind they'd be like oh okay this is red flag red flag red flag we need to big, big black flag. we need to fucking sit down and talk to this lad this dude needs some help it's escalating yeah. so he's doing all this mad shit when he's fourteen years old and he's still the like, thing is what's happening I think still attending church no one not, suspects him it's like he there's there's no there's no because he's not really like communicating this in any way there's no one to tell him it's wrong. He, he knew it was wrong. But also there's no one telling him at that young age that it is no. He like, knew it was wrong. I'll go into it in a bit. But he says he, could, he just couldn't stop it. It was like he was possessed. Uh, okay, whatever. Maybe. 
Do you think that's that someone like that like could, an if, if if they had found out, they could have helped him? Do you think that that is it's it's ev- ever beyond the point of repair? Um, I don't think that you're going to be wandering around in society and having a normal life if they know you're doing this sort of shit. Not doing it, but thinking it. Well, he's not do, doing, doing everything that he's just well, done. With the animals, yeah. Tying himself up in trees, ripping animals apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was going to break into his teacher's house and tie her up. Do you think at that up. point, like, so, like you say, someone walked under that tree and was like, oh, that's a bit of bird <laughs> shit, and found this kid wanking in a tree, tying him, you know, just strangling himself almost, and he would be like, do you think if they'd got him at that point and gave him help and counselling, he would have not done the things he did later maybe. in life? Maybe, maybe. But I'm, it's just really I'm just wondering, do you think there is any repair for a brain like that? You're on a list, that's because for sure. He's, because he's not really... He's not really being being abused, has he? Well, that's so the thing. Something must have happened. Something's happened to something him. Something must maybe, have happened. Maybe the drop on the head did happen and it just... Maybe he just didn't... Well, we know he definitely had bangs on the head. I've got... I've got in, we'll talk about it in so it's this whole nature versus But maybe he thing, did get it? fingers of doom off someone, but he just didn't want to talk about it. It doesn't have to be fingers no, of doom. No, but you know what I mean. always like have to be like sexual no, assault. No, I don't mean that. But I don't rape, mean it. Things like, of doom is like a sort of, you know, an umbrella was, term for being... It could be abuse. It could be like <laughs> being beaten up. It yeah, could be yeah. being restrained by an adult himself. Well, that's what he did say. And, you know, but the thing is, it's like, do you think... It, it's always this, isn't it? Is it nature or is it nurture? In both. this case, it sounds... Well, in some cases, it's both. Some cases, it's one. And this in this case, it sounds like it's something he's naturally progressed to doing. Maybe. Maybe. Um, so this is all like, I mean, he's like a little lad, obviously, when he's doing this, waiting for the internet. There's no like actual fetish outlet. He can't just go onto you porn and just go and look at whatever, you know, crazy fantasy he's got, which, you know, go for your life. That's what it's there for. Um, so what he do is he used to draw women tied up, like, and then wank, wank over that, which is like the worst porn ever. Homemade drawings. Oh, draw that picture. He's a reasonable artist, actually. No, he's not totally shit. Like yeah, you, well, I mean, that's you couldn't crack way. one off. That's just the way they got got their porn on, wasn't it? You, yeah, pictures? you used to cut uh, pictures of women out of magazines and then paste them into books, like a weird, like sexual fantasy drawings. I don't, which is, like, I, mad serial killer shit, like that. Book. I don't think that would be mad. I don't think that's mad serial. serial. I think a lot of kids would have done that. Really, yeah. so, like crazy bondage pictures of women getting killed. Not bondage, but. <laughs> Pasting women into ma- in he take their heads off things. and cut their heads off and put them onto bodies of people. I'm not saying <laughs> what the way he's specific, but that that action is probably normal. Are you all right? That's normal. Are you all right, Hannah? I'm just saying. That's, you sure you haven't I, got any fantasies? <laughs> I'm saying back then. Listen, you're, yeah, I know what you, you mean. I know what you mean. I know. Everybody mean. goes onto porn and looks at porn. Yeah, so yeah. what I'm saying is, everyone went into every kid went into fucking porn magazines and cut out their favourite women and yeah. stuck them in books and yeah. put them with other women and other men to I make them have that. sexual things. That's what that's what young kids with with sex on the mind would do. Maybe. It's maybe. not a maybe, it's a true. Well, it's like every kid, it's like you're saying maybe about. to no. the fact you've watched porn. No, no. But and you've watched some dodgy porn. The reason why I say maybe is because if you found a porn mag of a woman, right. I'm not saying in the way he did it with the sexual bondage and Yeah, because shit. surely if you want some sexual just, release and you want to see a woman naked and you find a magazine and there's a picture of a woman naked, you're like, that's what I want to look at. He, he was like, no, that's not what I want to look at. So he'd cut no, them he'd out make them and then he'd draw ropes around them and yeah, hang them from enough. trees and stuff. Fair and <laughs> that's a bit weird. Yeah. But what I'm saying is you're like saying that the the the, uh, the act of cutting them out and clipping them out and putting them into books is serial killer shit. It's, it's serial it's killer all scrapbook kinds of, shit. Yeah. It's not, nah, it's not. That's, I don't know. That scrap, I would be surprised if a lot of kids in the 70s didn't do that. 
Okay, well, I thought it was weird. But anyway. Uh, would, you, would you think it was weird if, if a kid watched porn now? No, I wouldn't think it was weird. That was the same thing? I also wouldn't think it was weird if a kid in the 60s or 70s looks at a porn mag, but I would think it was weird if they were cutting a woman out, tying ropes around their heads, and then... Yeah, but I'm not saying that was not, that's not my argument. Hanging them, because that's what My he, argument is, as no, you said, that clipping out, that, clipping out of porn mags and putting them into books is a, is a, set, is a serial killer kind of action. No, I no. don't think that is. No, no, drawing it's not a serial the, killer action. It's drawing, just what he did. Drawing the fucking, putting them in all the weird poses he did, yes. But <laughs> yeah. But Imagine, them books are like, like they're being like a film. They'll be like, we found these books. You know what I mean? Crazy. Uh, and then, well, like I was saying about the... the uh, confirmed bang on the head this was in 1962 he was in a car crash apparently a bad one raising some lads he knew from church um, and just uh, he ended up going to hospital having stitches on his dome so we know from medical records that he did get at least one bang on the head so you can disregard the others yeah but that's af- way after all this shit anyway yeah. there's a point <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah. point there's a but it might, point but it might have like egged him out, pushed him over Maybe. he could have it could have just been that could've final tap on the head that shut down the compassion circuit or whatever the, or activated the, the killer one um, he left uh, school in 1963 shit grades got menial work and he was still living at his parents house whilst I suppose suppressing these Ever, as he said, increasing urges to <laughs> kill people, strangle wank women to death. But um, he's still like killing animals and wanking in trees and stuff like that, peeking through people's windows. And he moved out on his own in 1964 into rented accommodation. I guess he had a roommate who said, Listen, mate, what you want to do? Because he was just like, whatever, working wherever, just not really doing anything. He said, Why don't you just enroll in college? Because it's basically like a, a fucking giant party. So he did in 1965 which is at Kansas University, said he loved loved it, made lots of friends, made lots of, especially women friends. And he said he's kind of like, um, his college days acted as a distraction, pulling his attention away from, you know, violent sexual thoughts, uh, kept things at base. He got like, I suppose you've got to keep him occupied or something, haven't you? Mm-hmm. So when he's not, when he's not on his own, in his own mind, he's not actively trying to at least think or fulfill that, that fantasy. Yeah. Like, give him a puzzle. Give yeah, him a puzzle give him the a fucking really weekend. complicated puzzle to yeah. do. Um, and at this uh, specific time, the US were drafting poorly achieving students into the military to fight in Vietnam War. Jesus. And I was like, how bad's that, man? You're sending the dum-dums? Just get the... Nah, <laughs> nah you're, just send- <laughs> you're just sending people who haven't got a lot of, like, potential to do a hard job. Yeah, the dum-dums. In- no, not dum-dums. In, what would you call yourself a dum dum? No, but what I'm saying is, back then, if you didn't get the right grades, they were actively yeah, well, trying to send yeah, you into need, combat. Yeah, because they needed people in combat. Yeah, I and know. they also needed the 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 really smart science <laughs> scientists, maths people to do science and maths jobs. So I uh, that's not. I don't think that's completely. They were drafting. It wasn't like they were asking you if you wanted to go. They were like you. You got your grades well, with D's. that's what happened back in I the know, day. They didn't, bad, didn't people didn't have a choice about it. They're just like, yeah, you go, you're doing it. So, like, to avoid frontline combat, because he knew that he was going to be there. He's like, fucking, I'm definitely going to be on the front line. He joined the military, like, on his own accord. So, so he didn't get drafted. And he went to, he joined the Air Force. So he was like, ah, oh, I won't go to the jungles that way and yeah, get yeah, shot yeah. by the Viet Cong. See, smart. That's a smart move. That's what I mean. That's man. not stupid. He's not a dum-dum. He's like, I know I'm going. He's, he's like, right, Do fuck. It on my own accord. I'm a dum-dum in terms of my grades aren't great. <laughs> and I'm dyslexic, most likely, or whatever. If you say his letters were a bit weird and hard to read. Um, so, um, but if I, but they're, they're drafting in people who have low grades. So that's definitely me. I fit into that category. And mm-hmm. I'm going to end up on the freaking, in the, in the sweaty jungle. Yeah shooting at mm-hmm. Viet, you know, Vietnamese people. So don't do that. If, 
if I join if I join the air force, then at least I get to learn how to fly a plane and do some fun. Well, no, stuff. he was like, I don't know what he was. A I just I ground would, I'd person. Do I would be like, I don't, and I'd be like, I'd be like the chef or something. Yeah, yeah. I just, just I'd draft myself in and be like, yeah, I'm really good at making cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best place for me to be. In, a, in 1966, he was shipped to Japan and apparently had sex over there for the first time in 1967 uh, using prostitutes. And he'd be like, can I, can, I, uh, can I tie you up as well? And they were like, nah, mate, not doing that. And he's still at this point, still cutting women out of magazines and like tie, putting them in contorted positions and, th- and stuff like that. Um, May 22nd, 1971, he's back and he marries his wife, Paula Diets, I think her, her second name is. Uh, and he met her at church, a nice wholesome woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was going to church. And at the time he was Did working... Did he believe in God? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he had this spiritual experience where he thought that there was something telling him to do nothing but good, so he ended up doing nothing but bad. <laughs> I was going to say, what? He didn't listen then, did he? He, uh, he was working for a company called the Coleman Group who made outdoor like camping gear and shit, and he got a degree in electronics in 73. There you go, got a degree? Y- yeah. Apparently. In electronics? That's not yeah. stupid. Yeah, and he was made redundant, right, from that job, which seems like a turning point because, you know what I'm saying, like, give him a puzzle, don't let him... Yeah, he's got... If, he's, if his brain is busied by work and and family and church and all that. He's the the weird sexual deviant in him is unlikely to come out. So but if you give him a load of time, oh dear. Like the loss of job meant he had exactly loads of spare time on his hand and the dark aspect of his mind, I think it really mm. started to take over. And he like he's like I was saying earlier, factor X as he called it, he described this uh, frame of mind or uh, feeling as a, as an insatiable and undeniable urge to kill that cannot that he cannot comprehend. It's like he said, it's like a demon possessing him. This thing would just gradually start to creep into his mind, and he could not stop it whatsoever. Um, so out of work, his wife was supporting him financially, which again I think is loss of control. So now he's not yeah. occupied. So he's, he's got, also out of control. He's got his like he's got his you know his uh, money making well, mama whatever they call yeah the bread the bringing in the bacon and the bread yeah and this this um, urge that was building in his mind was pushing him closer and closer and closer to actually killing like actually committing murder. And in the winter of 1973, he tried to kidnap and murder a female bank clerk. So he's like basically just stalking her for months. Like his missus mm. is at work or whatever and he's not doing Beca- it. It's become her... Yeah, well, his work has become that. Yeah, so he's, Almost. Got, he's dipping his toe into it. he's calling it like a project mm-hmm. and a case or whatever mm-hmm. he called them then yeah, he's making it work almost. Yeah. Like It's like, okay, I've got lots of work to do today. I've got to stalk this lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got to make loads of notes. And yeah. I'm going to do some drawings. Yeah, follow around. Follow around. Plan, I need to make some plans. Yeah, he did, yeah. About how to, tie, best, best way to tie her up. Mm-hmm. Best way for me to get off. All that stuff. So on this particular occasion, when the lady finished work and headed to a car, Raider was like hiding in a bush or some shit and he just like jumped out and attacked her just as she was getting in. And he was confident that he could manhandle her because she's a woman. But um, she fought back and I think pretty much kicked his ass or he wasn't expect- and he ended up just running away. He was, was like, like fuck, fuck, this is not going how I wanted it. Yeah. But it was still a, still a mad rush for him. I love, I, to be fair, I do love it when, uh, you know, a man... You hear these things, don't you, sometimes, where a man's like, I'm going to capture this lady. And they have an yeah. assumption based yeah, on yeah, yeah. on what they think she looks like. And then he's like, and I love it when a bloke picks on the wrong woman. <laughs> yeah. 
because then you've got like some super super like ninja woman. Yeah, some women are like that. My my, my jujitsu partner Leah, she yeah. is a she's top like, level dude, kickboxer. You wouldn't, and a, you wouldn't know it to look at her. Fucking purple she's like, belt in jujitsu, like and she will batter you. She's like quite small and petite, and you know, and softest no, kindest no. person. Yeah, like very like very soft and. And lo- I'm telling you now, the, the, the average man will not take yeah, her and down. Then you get <laughs> They will not. <laughs> There's no it's way. It's not happening. There's absolutely no way anyone is overpowering that lady. You'd have to this be fucking. You'd have to be crazy to try she's and take her like, down. She'd kick your head off. She's just gonna floor chess her way out of it. She's just batting. She's just yeah. batting you, mate. That's yeah. simple as that. <laughs> so the police were at a loss as to who did this, like a you know attempted abduction. But um, knowing this, because Raider's like paying attention to the news and shit, he continued to um, to use the bank. And like go in, you'd put like a hat on, like I'm guessing like glasses with a fake nose and a moustache or some shit, <laughs> like a crap disguise. Because he used to go up to her and like get her to do her like the fucking whatever, put money in the account or whatever. Because he just loved. He loved the fact that looking she'd at go her, away. she hadn't got a clue. She hadn't got a clue. It was him, and he's like, "Whoa, control!" So it's escalating again, as it always does. It's getting worse each time. Small steps. So he's still out of work at this point. Um, and he, what he do, used to do is drive his his wife to her job. And one night after dropping her off, he um. I'm guessing he's like either sitting in his car or driving. He sees a Latin American woman and her child sitting in a car. And for some reason, he was like, that's the little girl I'm after. That's the one. I need to tie her up and strangle her. It just, just happened. But the child or the woman? The child. The li- this little girl, was her name was Josephine Otero. Yeah, Otero. That's right. Uh, and she was 11. And she became his first project. Oh, no. Project Little Max, because he gave them all names like fucking Operation Northwoods or some shit. What a dickhead. And he began to extensively stalk her and getting to know her daily movements and habits. And because she was so young, he quickly figured out who was in the immediate family. You got uh, the dad, Joe, and he was 38. The mom, Julie, she was 33. Joseph Otero Jr., he was nine. And then you had Josephine, who was 11. What's with all the J's? There's <laughs> a lot of J's going on there, yeah. We had three older children, Danny, Carmen and Charlie. I'm guessing they ran out of J's for them. Um, <laughs> And a they, lot of kids, fuck. Well, it was back in the day, man. You've got to have them. You never know how many women will live. <laughs> it's not that fucking long ago. <laughs> Jesus. So uh, they also had a guard dog called um, Lucky, apparently, at their house. <clears throat> it wasn't like a bad area, but they were wanted to be, <laughs> ironically, they wanted to be uh, safe and secure. So after weeks of stalking the family, this was on January the 15th in 1974, Dennis Rader gets his kill kit together, which consisted of uh, a rope, some hardcore string, some duct tape, a knife, a gun, and he made his move and committed not only his first murder, but his first murders. Oh, um, yeah, properly. He's only twenty-nine. He jumped in at the at the deep at the deep end. He went for a whole family. <clears throat> Unintentionally, it was kind of like it just, it just happened that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he knew from watching Danny, Carmen, and Charlie that the uh, the older kids that they'd left and gone to school by half past seven in the morning, and the dad Joe he'd leave for about eight. So by eight thirty, it was only Julie, the mother, and the two youngest children, mm. uh, Joseph and Josephine, in the house. And he's like, I can just take them because they're just kids. So the plan was to break in, kill Joseph. He was nine. Just kill him. Get rid of him. Uh, then kidnap Josephine and her mum, Julie, take them to a random location and then just like tie them up, torture them and kill them. You know, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. <coughs> Why not? Perfect plan. Sounds, sounds like a lovely f- Friday afternoon. So 8.30, thinking everything was going to plan. He cut the phone line to the house 
and he crept up to the back door from the rear garden and the, tried to get in, but the door was locked. But as he was doing this, he noticed that there were paw prints on, like on the, I guess it was like snowing. Oh, we didn't see. know about the dog. He was like, fuck, there's a fucking dog. I forgot about the dog. And he told police afterwards when he got arrested, he was he was tempted to bail at that point because there was like an unknown variable. Yeah, and that a uh, 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 spanner in his plan. Yeah, but as he stood at the back door thinking, I probably should just go now because I don't know how, if I can handle this. The back door opened and it was um, Joseph, little Joseph, and he was standing there staring at him with the dog. He was like letting the dog out to go for a piss or some shit. So the dog started barking. Raider was like, oh, fuck. fuck, I'm in trouble. Pulls his gun instead of just running away. He pulls his gun and just barged in and the kid starts screaming, as did Julie, the mother. And then dad, Joe Altero, came running in. Apparently... Well, he Stay thought he was supposed off. to be at work. Apparently, he'd been in a car crash and he like, smashed oh, his ribs and no. he was resting his ribs. So um, instead of finding like a mother and two little kids, he was He's confident. Got a dog and a dude and pissed a off, fucking... Pissed off dog and pissed off dad, yeah. defending their family. Um, so what he did is, I guess, to try and think fast, he said, listen, I'm a petty criminal. I just need a getaway car. Don't worry. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just, you know, he tr- apparently tried to put them at ease by laughing and joking. Uh, so much so that Joe, the father, actually thought it was a practical joke being set up by one of his brothers. He was like, nah, mate, come on, relax. Come on, relax, yeah, yeah. Then Raider pulls a gun and they were like, oh, oh fuck, shit. he's being serious. Um, so they kind of just complied, hoping that he could get the keys to the car and fuck off because he was, he was a wanted man. And then it starts to take like a uh, a bit of a turn here because he led the family into the bedroom and then like started duct taping the hands and feet and like gagging them. And Joe was like, why are, you, why are you gagging us, mate? I thought you just wanted the car. Here's the money. Here's the wallet, whatever. Go. You don't need to do this. And he was like, look, shut up. I'm not going to hurt you. Do what I say. I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah, that's <laughs> what he was saying. <laughs> not I'm, not sure about sh- I'm not sure I believe you. He said, I'll call the police as soon as I leave and you'll be totally sound. Don't worry. I just need to make sure that you don't jump me or whatever. Um, so he was in completely, complete control. The whole family's like tied up. Um, when they're incapacitated, he turned to Joe, the father, and just started strangling him in front of his wife and two kids because um, like, he was the biggest threat. But now mm. he's tied up. It can't it's do easier it. to do. Yeah, yeah so yeah. he strangled him and then he batted the fuck out of Julie, the mum, before um, strangling 11-year-old Josephine, like completely unconscious. And then horrifically, I mean, their youngest son, uh, Joseph, he was, he was just sitting there fucking tied up watching his dad get strangled and then his mum gets strangled and then his sister gets strangled and he was like, what the fuck? And um, Raider I mean, apparently was about to put a plastic bag on his head suffocate him to death when the mom and the dad woke up because this is his first go he, he's not strangled them to he death he's just strangled them to unconsciousness and they went fucking completely crazy because they've just come around and realised that Raider's killing the entire family mm. and there's nothing they can do and Julie was like begging him to stop which aroused Dennis Raider and he ended up putting a pillowcase on her head and strangled her to death with a rope just looped it round and, and that was that unfortunately Joe had to watch that happen to his wife and then Raider then put a belt around his neck and killed him. I mean, you can't, you can't imagine no, this poor family awful, watching yeah. this. And this is fucked because he said to the police, with the main threats gone, I could uh, take my time and enjoy the children because he's, he's got no regrets, this bloke has nothing. There's no, there's no form of empathy at all in him. He said um, Joseph was smothered with, um, with T-shirts. What, what happened is he used to put bags on people's heads and they'd break through the bags in this first one. And he was like, oh, okay, you can't do it with a bag. I need to put a T-shirt on your head and then a bag. That way you can't. You break. can't break through the plastic. Yeah, so yeah. He, str- he took him into another room and strangled him with a rope. And they, police think that, they, that he pulled up a chair to watch this little lad die because there were marks on the carpet. Mm. 
<laughs> you're yeah, like, what the shit. fuck, mate? He then woke up Josephine, the little girl, because she was still unconscious because he just throttled her. And she was the the uh, the main project. Was it Project Little Max or whatever it was called? So he took her down to the basement and her last words to him were, what's going to happen to me? And he replied, Raider replied, said, you're going to be in heaven tonight with your family. And he told police that. So he, rem- he remembers this. Apparently he hung her from a, like, um, a pipe in the basement or some shit and then sexually assaulted her, watched her die slowly and then just cracked one off into her clothes, as you do, and took a few photos, um, took photos of all the bodies, cleaned the crime scene. Remember I said he enjoyed reading the crime books. He knew what to do. Um, Even turned up the heat in the house to try and sort of cloud the time of death. Moved the family car, changed the seat of the the height of the um, seat to make it look like the person that was in it was smaller or taller than he was. And then just drove home and chilled with his wife as if everything was totally normal and got ready to go to church. Jesus. He was the fucking church council president at this point. <sighs> this is mad, isn't it? Like, uh, this, the, 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 imagine, imagine that time when he got caught and however, however many decades him and his wife had been together. They refused to believe. Yeah, you would. because Until he admitted it. Imagine if like... If that was me and like for decades you've known me to be this one type of person yeah. and, you know, sort of kind. And really, there's two people. And But really, you find out that I, <clears throat> at night time, so, you know, go out, sneak out the house and g- strangle people. Kill death, babies. Kill kids and animals and all the things. And, and you'd just be like, no. It's impossible. What the fuck are you going on about? 30, 30 years of and being And then I'm like, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that I was... Don't, you know, I actually did actually do it. Actually I can tell you, actually, like, here's the photos as well. Yeah. And you'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. So the police had no leads. The, the, um, the family were found by their three children who, who were at school at the, the time. They came. Children. Yeah, yeah. So I, we'll take a break and then we'll come back and I'll go... Th- I'm not going to go through the murders in details, but it's worth going through sort of it's bullet points because you don't want to do that because of the victims or whatever, but it, it's... It's interesting because it develops patterns. Yeah. And, and I'm going to get most of the details that we'll go through from his mouth that he said during the confession in court. And he was just like, it seemed to be, fa- he felt really important telling the judge. Yeah, he was like, yeah, yeah. okay, yes, this was a, this was Project Dogside and I left the house at 0800 hours with my kill kit. You're like, shut the fuck up, mate. I want to kill you. Yeah. You You're dick. dickhead. <laughs> Should we take a break then? Yeah. Three months later, on the 4th of April, 1974, Raider attacked and killed Catherine Bright. And she was part of um, Project Lights Out. <laughs> what? What a dickhead. It's just this stupid Oh, sorry, that was his name. Oh, fuck's sake. Oh, no, yeah, it's yeah. his name. Project Lights Out. Uh, he's given himself a whole bunch of self-importance by... Di- like, like he's, so, he's sort of working in some military fucking like some undercover fucking some shit it's like mate it's all grandiose you're just a Fuck fucking off. horrible killer mate yeah he'd seen Catherine leaving her house at various times whilst driving around she caught his eye she was young and attractive she's only 21 attractive lady so he started stalking her learning the movements uh, he ended up breaking into her house when she was out he went in through the back door apparently and hid in a wardrobe upstairs and like waited for her to come home which is really fucking creepy yeah that is creepy maybe that was that playing into his like monster in the cupboard fantasy good point good point um, when she came home uh, she was with her younger brother Kevin who was 19 and Kevin was, um, Raider wasn't expecting this 
So it's not going to plan. Now, I thought, considering the amount of stalking he does and research that he does on his vict- on these projects, the first Otero murder, that didn't go correctly because it was four... Ended up, the dad was home, so he's not stalked them people very thoroughly. And now this one, there's like the first two he's, he's done... Considering he's meant to have done a lot of stalking, I'm not going to fucking plan. So I'm not, no, I don't like, know if think, I believe you. You think after all this time, you would know every element of every aspect of what would happen? Which now, understandably, th- there might be some unknowns, like the dude have being in a car accident, which he could never have known yeah, about. If, what, what, did you so see you him? But did you see leave? him go to work? Yeah, you, just, you would have watched him leave that day. You would have had to have made sure he'd left before you went in. Know. know what I mean? <coughs> it's like, um, it's like, it is like that. Uh, so uh, again, what he did is he, um, he, he was up in the um, uh, cupboard upstairs or whatever, and he, and he jumped out when they came home. And he told them, because his plan had changed, because if she was by herself, he would have just done whatever he wanted to do. But because there was someone there, he had, again, he said, I'm a wanted man. Just give me your car. I did the same thing yeah, he did yeah, before. Yeah. So I'm just a petty thief. <clears throat> yeah. So he got, he got Kevin to tie his sister up at gunpoint because... I'm guessing because he's the biggest threat, because he's mm. perceived as the biggest threat because he's a male. Um, he then tied him up. Once he tied his sister up, he led him to a separate room and tied Kevin up. Uh, he, he tied his legs together and tied to apparently to a bedpost, but he did a really shit job. <laughs> so again, what the fuck, mate? I thought you, you were the king of the, knots. Yeah, master of knot tying. Yeah, he managed, Kevin managed to wriggle free whilst he was doing it, and he actually attacked Dennis Raider, and they got in a fight. Raider jumped back. Um, I suppose in fear because this is a 19-year-old man who's probably, you know, ash combatier really. If you, if he got his hands on you, he's fighting for his life. He shot him in the face with a a, a 22 pistol and uh, dropped him. Just went well, bang. Yeah, well, <clears throat> that will drop you. And uh, with him down, he then went into the. I mean, like poor Kath- Catherine, she's in the other room. She just heard a. Yeah, she's heard a, a, a commotion and then a gunshot and silence, and then Raider comes in and starts strangling her. So she starts fighting. The like wrong person walked back in after that gunshot. For yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So she started fighting back like a motherfucker because she's mm. like, okay, I've got to. This I've is got it. This is it. Yeah, <coughs> I've got to. I've got to. It's me or him, sort of thing. Um, and uh, he overpowered her and strangled her unconscious. I mean, she was tied up. It's not. Yeah. He's, he's got hard. the upper hand for sure. And what's nuts is Kevin, who we just shot in the other room, is still alive. He was still he's like, shot in the face. Shot in the face. So Raider went. Raider went in to finish him off, oh. and they got in another fight. And Raider got scared and pulled out a magnum and shot him in the fucking head and dropped him that time. So he'd be he shot proper. Dropped him twice in the fucking head. He then went back. What in. is it with these serial killers and like shooting people in the head and not killing them? I don't. Well, it was <laughs> the the, that one that was quite prevalent was the night stalker yeah the and he was using a small caliber gun that 22 again not well, I don't so know that's that. the guy that, lit, that stayed at the seesaw isn't it yeah 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 so once he'd shot kevin with the magnum for the second time he went back in to start strangling catherine and uh it's like a fucking benny hill was going from one room to the other you know what i mean not being able to do it she fought back even more because now she's like this is fucking and he was losing control he wasn't, this was not going as it was planned. She was meant to be her and dead. But really, there's two people. I've shot one of them twice and she's still fucking alive. So he um, he stabbed her multiple times in the back. He just started, because he couldn't strangle her, couldn't keep her down. And as he's doing that, here's the front door slam. And he was like, fuck, what's that? Turns out Kevin was still alive and he got up and he just ran out the house. <laughs> yeah. Is this family like impervious to like death? Things like stabbing and shootings in the face and head. Well, Raider was like, "Fuck, he's seen my face because he never wore a mask." 
he yeah, didn't yeah, he didn't yeah. see the need to, and he was like shit. So he uh, he quickly cleaned up the crime scene and then just fucking runs. Catherine um, wasn't dead. She was fucked up, but stabbed, Jesus. and she actually did. They di- both survived. No, she died in hospital oh. later that day, and Kevin survived after, after getting shot in the face twice. <laughs> what the fuck? Hardest man ever, granite man. That like, she call it. Yeah, that's like you know when we say like that would be a cool story to have. Like, what happened to you? Oh, I got shot in the head twice. It's and not didn't a cool die. story though, is it? It's not a cool story, but like amazing that you've been able to survive. That yeah. I mean. I How did he survive? Did well, he, he was shot in the jaw, apparently. He, g- he tried to give descriptions of the attacker to police, but he could barely speak because he'd been... Shot in the jaw? Jesus yeah, Christ, yeah. yeah. He indicated the murderer was about six foot tall and wore a um, distinctive silver watch. And it turns out, from what I could read, that that watch was Joe Otero's. So he took it like a... Because tr- he was taking trophies and shit, mm. like pants and fucking bras watches. and watches. And he was kill people his next victim wearing previous victims stuff yeah. whatever it may be and this is where he started playing games with the police because he wanted to get in the news like, who do you think you fucking are you doing this just to get in the fucking yeah a lot well that's a lot uh, is a driving factor for a lot of serial killers like you know Ted recognition Bundy. Ted Bundy Ted Bundy Ted Bundy <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell bit of brummy there he didn't want to get in the news he just wanted to hide I, when thought, he got busted. I thought he was like all all lo- loving all of the attention he, he got. He was in, in court once he was done. Yeah, but like he was, he escaped twice, climbed out of windows, lost weight to get away from the coppers. Oh, okay. Remember that? Like a little fucking gremlin. He just starved himself. <laughs> he was going up into the ductwork to figure out how to get out. Oh, yeah, they yeah. They couldn't contain him. No, but he did he that to jump. like, that was just because he loved to get escape. Like he wanted to escape, yeah. But mad, isn't it? Yeah, he, he, you know, all right, okay, to get through that hole, I need to get this small. So... But he loved all the attention he got. After from when he it. was done, when he was done, yeah. Oh, okay. Like in court, it was like it was a sh- it was a stage show for him. And the but women's it's, it's attention. Quite, it's quite a trait, though, isn't it? Among yeah. these serial killers, they just love they love the like lo- the you know the limelight that it gives them. The Russian ones don't. They don't care. They oh, just well. want to be kept. <laughs> they just want to keep doing it. When they're caught, they're like fuck. Fuck, I fucked up. It's me <laughs> fucked. Gulag time. Here we go. So Gulag. what Raider did? He um he wrote a letter describing details that only the killer would know about the two murder scenes like you know what where the bodies were what type of knots were used and the type of and like items that were missing from the house like oh you didn't find his watch whatever and he left the note in a textbook in the wichita public library but he called a local paper the uh, the wichita eagle to tell them where they could find it because he couldn't he couldn't wait until someone found it so he, he put it in there and then he was like oh shit what was if that book's not popular no one goes in it for 10 years Ah, uh, probably just best call the uh, call the the uh, paper and get them to go in, which is fucking crazy. And I'll I'll read it how he wrote it, and it's it is a bit fucked up. He says, "When this monster enter my brain, I will never know, but it's here to stay. Society can be thankful that there are always that that there are ways for people like me to relieve myself at time by daydreams of some victim being torture and being mine." It's a big complicated game, my friend, of the monster play, putting victims' number down, follow them, checking up on them, waiting in the dark, waiting, waiting. Maybe you can stop him. I can't. He's already chosen his next victim. P.S. Since sex criminals do not change their M.O. or by nature cannot do so, I will not change mine. The code word for me will be bind them, torture them, kill them, BTK. So you see, he's at it again. There will be on another victim, yours truly, guiltily, BTK. And the police are like, what the fuck is that? 
It's not. It's not very. Uh, it's just loads of fucking commas and shit, and, and he's yeah, like, w- w- this sounds. Yeah, it sounds very dyslexic. It makes sense if he struggled in school, and at that time wasn't it wasn't a thing that was diagnosed and was you know recognised as a problem in children. You're different, dum dum. You're di- yeah. Just you just can't you can't read and write. You're a fucking dum dum. So what the police did is they kept it secret even though BTK said he was going to kill and he'd actually chosen a victim. And the newspaper who obviously... It's kind of like the Zodiac, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's games. And the newspaper who Raider contacted to... Is that about the same sort of time? Uh, Zodiac? I don't know, I'm not serious, probably. Yes, I'm going to say yes. I'm just um, timeline, I'm just If you're saying no, then maybe then want it, it'll be right in some way. <laughs> um, just, no, I'm just saying, is it probably is Zodiac killer and him at the same kind of time? There Had was the some Zodiac actually. Killer? There was some thought that he, he might that. have he been. The, yeah, he must have been because I did read something that said that he might have been. They thought he could have been the Zodiac. Yeah, because he was sending letters into the newspapers. Wasn't fucking he? mad. Same kind of thing. It's weird, isn't it? It's not him though. We know. It's no, not we him. know it's not him. But um, so they, like I said, they kept it secret. But the newspaper leaked it because they were like, he said that he's going to kill another victim. Why are you keeping this fucking? Why are you keeping this secret, you idiots? You need to tell everybody. And they're like, yeah, but that's giving him notoriety. Like, d- no, it's somebody's going to die if mm. you don't do that. Mm. Um, meanwhile, his wife Paula was three months pregnant at this point um, and totally clueless to what was going on. She didn't know that, like, he's communicating, like, he's and basically a serial killer, communicating with the police, killing children and families and shooting people in the fucking face and shit. Like his church and scoutmaster, he's um, a he's a, lo- he's a loving father and a lovely husband. But because of the pregnancy, Raider said he was filled with excitement and completely focused on her, and as such, became a family man. He didn't kill again till 1977, so that's like three years later. But this and this is what I don't understand. So this dude, right, attention, he attention. has his own family and probably protective over his own family. If from what it sounds like, if he becomes a family man for a while, and yeah, he's okay to go and do that to other people's children. Strangle wanks must be amazing. Fuck. Because imagine, I could imagine if someone was trying to do that to his own children, he'd be pretty pissed off. Yeah, that's what I thought when I was like, okay, well he's got kids. What happens if somebody went around and did that to his kids? What would what would he do if somebody broke into his house? Yeah, and yeah. Fight back like a maniac. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I just don't understand the. The the I suppose like you say he's just got these mad turns turns on this mad demon it's, inside it's him. It's the um, factor X, this like uncontrollable Thing. evil force that brews inside of yeah, him that yeah. he says that I can't I can't, I can't control, control it. Control, yeah. It seems like again, it seems like it's just but being he also, busy. He also controlled him for a long time. For, well, in this three year period, he just cracked on with normal life, like because yeah. he was a dad. I think he was. He didn't have. He had a baby to look after. It's like the ultimate attention deficit disorder. He just goes completely like I'm going to kill people, and when you keep him occupied, it's like oh, I'm completely I'm fine. Completely fine, yeah. So he just cracked on in this cooling off period, as he called them. Uh, you know, church duties, scoutmaster got to take the little lads away so they can get their uh, like do a do a knot and get a badge on their fucking arm. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, get a new woggle get, or whatever get to- it is. A woggle, yes. <laughs> I'm literally yeah. going to say, it's get a new woggle. A new woggle. Toggle woggle. So this is where he said this was more cubing. Has he called it? He could cube that that factor X out of him and he could just cube, cube into this. And it's like, mate, just stop trying. You're not to- a fucking... You're not a fucking surrealist artist, mate. <laughs> yeah, like. yeah. So he got a job working at ADT. That's, that's what I was saying earlier, installing home security systems. And he worked there from 1974 until 1988. And occasionally he'd install security systems in homes for families who were trying to protect themselves from the BTK killer because he'd like bring it up and talk to them. So it's like, again, boner time. Look how fucking important I am. 
I'm, I'm famous. I've gone to this random person's house to put in this security system. And they've told me it's because there's murders that I've done. And I'm in their house. Not only that, I can scope your fucking house. I know the passwords, the alarms and shit now because I'm the person doing it. And he used to travel a lot as part of his work with ADT, staying in hotel rooms all alone. What he'd do is he'd take underwear from previous murder victims and he'd tie himself up, like, you know, having the old strangle wank, choking himself with their stockings whilst looking at photographs of their bodies. And that seemed to keep the monster at bay because he's like kind of playing the game. So he did that for like that three or four years. But again, you know, that, that factor, factor X has to... It came back, and uh, it was on March the 17th, 1977. He murdered um, a 26-year-old mother of three called Shirley Relford. Relford? Yeah, that's right. Um, this poor woman wasn't even Raider's initial project, as he called it. Um, he'd already picked a specific victim, done his stalking, learned her movements. So was actually waiting for this particular woman to arrive home. Uh, so he could do his thing, but she didn't show. So this is the third, oh, third God, one. This sake. is his third project. Attempt. The first one went wrong because of more people there than, than he and thought, even though he was extensively stalking. The second one, even though he's extensively stalking, there was more people there than he third. The third one, which he's extensively stalking, didn't even fucking turn up. You're like, I don't believe that you... Do you extensively stalked? Is or- this- yeah. yeah, I can see why you're a bit... Because con- some, in some respects, he seems pretty he smart. And then in other respects, he's like, just not that... Not that clever. They always um, they always go a little bit wayward. Well, they seem to be going so yeah, far. Yeah. So they, they, they don't seem to go to plan, do they? Mm, and all this extensive planning. Spent, like months planning it. Maybe that's because he was a retard. Yeah, I did say it. What are you gonna do? Really? Come at me. <laughs> um, so Raider said that apparently he was furious that this woman didn't didn't um show. He was all keyed up and like amped up, ready to to get his strangle wank on because that's what he was going out to do. Um, so what he did is he started like scoping the neighbourhood, looking. I love how you call it strangle wank every time when he's oh, not strangling know. himself. <laughs> well, he's strangling other people. Well, he's having a wank while strangling people. Strangle? I don't know whether. Um, but yeah, so he's look. He just started driving around the local neighbourhood looking for people. Going fuck it, I need to do it. And it's like wow, that's risky. That's mate. risky. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a big risk. But Part- clearly, like like you say. He, Factor X is really, really in there. It's like his X Men. He's got his X Men. Fucking, fucking the worst X Men. Worst X Man ever coming worst up. Worst X Man yeah. ever. X person ever. Can't you don't say men. That's fucking you'll offend people if you say men. Oh Can't God. say that. Uh, so he seen a five year old boy. Apparently, he just popped to the shops to get his his mom who was ill to get some soup or something to make her feel better. So Raider approached this this little lad and he pretended to be an undercover cop looking for like a family. And he actually showed this lad a picture of his own wife and baby and went, have you seen these people around? Just so he could speak to this kid and get closer and where are you going? What are you doing? And he's like, you know, figured out that, this, that his mom was at home or whatever. And then just sort of followed him, but at a distance, found out where he lived, just walked up the drive once he'd gone in, knocked at the door and said, I'm a private investigator. And he just fucking walked in because it's like little kid. Yeah, this is the thing, right? And it's quite scary. Um, I personally would never do it. Um, but it, it, people dressed in high-vis vests or dressed in police clothing. I wouldn't even let the police in if they knocked on the yeah, door. Yeah. So prove it. Yeah, prove it. Like, And before I even open the door, I want you to prove it. we have a camera. Yeah. Show the camera your badge, please. Because I remember once our neighbour, that bloody four o'clock in the morning or something, the police turn up at her door. Oh, yeah. And she just lets them in. With yeah. absolutely no ask or, or question as to whether them they or anything, were, yeah. yeah, she hadn't called. And they just turned up. 
they she was like what's we're out just the checking window to see you're all right. what, out the window she was saying what's wrong and she and they were like we just can you let us in please we just try, we just need to check how to talk to you and she's just lets them in without asking for their badges without asking them to prove they're actually police and i mean they obviously turned out to be police but on that occasion they could have just gone in been murderers yeah. and killed her yeah exactly and she'd let them in so anyone who you i think it's really scary it's like really easy for people to like just get into others' houses under the pretext of, of like of someone who is supposed to protect you, yeah, in some way or other. People are cunts, man. People are cunts. People are cunts. People will lie and they'll deceive yeah, people, and they'll do it's crazy not, it's shit. It's not. It's not completely out of like you know scope to get what, hold of a, imitating a police officer. Yeah, and to get hold someone. of a fucking, that's fucking police, police officer's uniform. You just put a fancy fucking dress one on. You're not going to tell at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, scary. Isn't anyway, it? so when he's in the house, he just walks in past the kid. He. Uh, I mean, because he's really brazen. He's like deciding what he's going to do. He shuts the curtains. He's ne- this isn't who he was scoping. This no, is just this a is random just a house. Random, yeah. He just shut the curtains, turned off the TV, closed the windows, and then pulled out his magnum. And this little lad started screaming and crying, which alerts the mother um, who came running in. She was like, what the fuck's going on? There's just some <laughs> random bloke standing there with a gun. He explained to her, Raider said to her, he said, listen, I've got a sexual problem. It's like a fetish. I just need to, I just need to have sex with you, basically. Uh, but her three children, apparently, were screaming like, fuck. So Raider had to, had to tie them up in the bathroom, but tied them to the, to the fucking toilet or whatever. And to the t- tied them to the toilet. Just so they could move around the thing. <laughs> so be more likely to tie them to like whatever. a pipe yeah, or the yeah. radiator. The to- I'm not sure a toilet is the right <laughs> thing to tie someone to. But, uh, it, Shirley, the mother actually helped. He got her to help to try and calm them down. He's like, you need to fucking tie them up as well because they'll be more calm. They, he actually gave them blankets and toys to keep them quiet. Like he said to the judges, like, yeah, I want to tie them up. I gave them blankets and some pillows just to make sure they're all right. I'm like, fucking make sure they're all right. You're what in the, the house tying them about? up. What are you about to do? Yeah. They're only not all right because of you. And you're going, yeah. And he's looking at the judge going, just to make sure they're all right. I'm like, you fucking helmet. Fucking plant pot. Absolute dickhead. And like, she's pleading with him. Shirley's pleading him to, uh, to like, to remain calm because of the children or whatever. And he said to Shirley, he said, listen, I'm going to tie you up and I'm going to have sex with you. Uh, I've got, it's a fetish, which by the way, that's just called rape. I'm just going to tie yeah, you up and have sex. rape. Yeah. Just rape. So he tied her face down on the bed. Apparently she puked up because... She was ill and through fear. He then, being the nice guy, got her a glass of water to help calm her down. Had a nice reassuring chat with her. That's what he said. I just had a chat with her, calm her down. What the fuck? What the fuck? Calm her down. He then placed a bag over her head, tied it with a, a pink dressing gown and strangled her with a rope as a ki- as her children were calling out to her from the bathroom door. While she was dying, apparently he just wanked onto, the, onto her clothes and then just wandered off. It's just fucking, you know what I mean? Where, where, I had to do this to make sure the kids were okay. He reckons he was going to kill the, the children as well. He told the police that. He said, but the phone rang and it, and it like fucking scared him or some shit. You know, like somebody might be coming ground. So he cleaned up the crime scene, grabbed a few pairs of pants and fucking left. And the children eventually escaped out the window and gave a, a really good description, a really good description of Raider to the, um, to the police. Yeah, because the thing is, he is leaving people... He's leaving a trail of people who can identify him. He's just letting people see his face. Yeah. But the thing is, the police discredited everything that the kids said because of their age. They were like, no. Oh, fuck off. Oh, no, it's stupid. When Stephen Ralford, one of the lads who saw Raider, 
like he was there, one of the ones tied up. When he went to court, he, when Raider walked in, he was like, that's fucking him, 100%. It's yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. bloke I told you about years ago. Yeah, and uh, the fucking description looks exactly like him, you pricks. Yeah, don't discredit a child. Just, just, yeah, they're just young. because they're young and scared doesn't mean they can't recollect what someone looks like. I think like. they probably recollect it in, in mm. unfortunately scary detail, and long-lasting yeah. detail. Because it's like, that's a proper monster that's come into your house in their minds and killed their mum. Yeah, they heard And it. tied them up. It's horrible. Fucking it's hell. awful, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Nine months later, this is on the 8th of December, he killed Nancy Joe Fox. This was part of Project Fox Hunt. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Again, stalked her, cut her telephone lines, broke in. He told her he needed to tie her up due to a sexual... Fetish, so he's not actually lying there. I mean, he is, he's being honest. Yeah. I've got to tie you up because of a sexual well, fetish. I mean, yeah, to be fair, he's being, but he is at least just admitting to that. She undressed at Raider's request, uh, probably just going along with it, hoping that he'd like leave her alone. Um, you know, just just go along if he just wants to have sex with me or, or rape, as I'd prefer to call that. Maybe I just got to fucking bite the bullet here and just go with it. Um, he slapped handcuffs on her and then she started to fight back. She ended up scratching his balls really, really badly, which aroused him. He found that he, that's what he told the police. <laughs> he ended up strangling with a rope. Um, but just as she was about to die, he let go ever so slightly, allowing her to recover and sort of get, gain some sort of, you know, clarity. And then he whispered it into her ear, I am BTK. So just oh, a fucking what letter. A cunt. Yeah, she fought back and then obviously died. Had a little uh, Tommy Tank whilst. Um, after this murder... Does he rape them or did he just wank on them? Just wanks on them. Okay, so he... Wanks on their clothes and shit, just as a Tommy Tank. Okay. Yeah, he's not... He's not so he's not actually sexually... The only one that them. I could see that he said he's sexually assaulted was the girl at the beginning, which also means he's a paedophile. Well, he definitely fucking is. Of course he is, because he likes to do it to children. There's a lot of things he doesn't say. Women. He doesn't say he's a paedophile. I'm like, well, he fucking clearly is. And the thing is, he's definitely one of those... He's... he's the scoutmaster, he's for a, fuck's sake. He's like a guy who only picks on... People who vulnerable. he 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 uh, yeah he thinks are vulnerable more vulnerable to him and he's often blindsided by either a woman who isn't as vulnerable as he had ex- anticipated or a man who mm-hmm. is potentially stronger and taller and more likely to over overpower him yeah and also be oblivious to being shot in the face twice yeah yeah yeah. Fucking indestructible. Yeah. So after this murder, Raider then sent uh, sent some more letters to authorities, and it, he said, "How many do I have to kill before I get my name in the paper or oh, some national fuck. recognition?" And it's BTK. And what? I mean, but thrills. then it's like the sa- it does it does that ring true to the Zodiac as well because he was the same, the Zodiac. Killer. I don't really know a lot about it, so we should do that one really. Yeah. Should do, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe. Well, definitely, because definitely. Well, we'll do it. Maybe I'm not, not sure next. If it's our, it's our maybe, thing. maybe not next week, but uh, oh, that voice looked out of voice came out. So he, after this killing, he, there was a cooling off period for eight years. This is from 1977 to the um, the 27th of April 1985, where I was guessing he came back out of retirement, wanted to go on tour again, and he killed a, a lady called Marine Hedge, and she was 53, and she was Project Cookie. See, this is the thing. Project Cookie. Why was she called Cookie? I didn't want to go. I like. I, I get the fox hunt one because she was named Fox. Yeah, yeah. Well, his victims are starting to become like fifty three. He's a lot older than his other ones. Yeah. It's because apparently, because this is eight years now, so he's been killing for a long time. Seventy seven, yeah. eighty five. He's been killing for eleven years, so he's getting older. He's like forty now and weaker, and he couldn't handle the, like, the, the feist. young feisty ones. So he's anymore. like, fuck, I've got to hedge my bets. Got to hedge go, my bets. Yeah, again, going for the going for the the people he knows. He the 
children or I would ima- imagine older ladies or children at this point. He's not going for the young, virulent women who no. can over maybe... But he was getting battered by every single person that he was trying to take, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. They were decking him and punching yeah, him. Yeah, and yeah. It's like, you idiot. So, uh, Marine, a little, about Mar- little bit about Marine. Was it how big? He's quite a big dude, though, six foot. don't know, probably. Something like that, yeah. Well, that's what they said. Tight doesn't mean you're capable of... Restraining yeah, but, someone. In, but, it, but also, it does give you that level of s- extra strength if you're bigger than, say, a tiny little fucking True. five foot person. But if you're five foot and you're about to die, you turn into a 50 <laughs> foot monster because you're about to die. So Marine's husband had fortunately died the previous year. She had four children. She had grandchildren. She was described as a lovely lady. And she actually lived on the same block as Raider. And he kind of like... He'd, don't know if he knew her, but he'd wave at her and go, morning. He's like getting close to her. Like she's just waving because it's a person. But really, he's like, fucking, I'm going to kill you. I'm getting closer and closer to you. And he was actually at scout camp that the night that he killed her, supervising children. And he snuck out whilst nobody was watching. So with his kill kit in hand, what he did is he left the uh, wherever he was camping he got in a taxi and he faked being drunk. Apparently he swilled his mouth out with beer or whatever. So the, uh, the taxi driver would would think that the bloke that got in was pissed. It's a good alibi, isn't it? Because it wasn't me. I couldn't have possibly killed that woman. You're looking for somebody that was drunk, according to the taxi driver. But I was at scout camp. Here's all the witnesses. Wasn't me. And they'd be like, no, he was here. He was here. They didn't know he'd gone. So the cab dropped him off a few blocks away. He again cut a phone line, hid in her garden, and nobody was home. So he, he broke in through the window, cleaned up the broken glass. I think that's just so there wasn't any immediate indication that... He was something was untoward, and then he went and hid in a cupboard upstairs. And apparently, Marine came home an hour later, but with a male friend. Oh God! (laughs) Good stalking, mate. Good stalking. And he wasn't expecting that, so basically just hid for hours until until that geezer left. This is like one o'clock in the morning. Uh, so the scout camp, I mean, they could have... That's creepy, and he just sitting yeah. there for hours. Hours, just sitting in there. And you're downstairs you. chatting with your mate or whatever, and there's a fucking bloke upstairs with a gun and ready a fucking to, rope. Ready to kill you, Wearing yeah. someone's dead person's pants and stockings. Oh God, watch. And he's come from a scout camp, and he's going to kill you, and you don't even know it. Come from, that's really important, he's come from a scout camp. They think he's at a scout Yeah, it is, man. It's how fucking creepy it is. There's a scoutmaster upstairs about to kill you. So he crept, apparently it's just at one o'clock in the morning, she'd gone to bed and he, um, he let himself out of the cupboard and went into the bathroom and turned the light on in the bathroom. Not the main bedroom light, the bathroom light, because he wanted to see her. He wanted to like physically cast light on her. She woke up, started screaming, and uh, he just... Um, just jumped on her apparently and strangled to death. But he did it with his bare hands. I think this is his, like, his first or his only like bare hand killing. And get this, this is where it gets completely fucking mental. If it wasn't mental enough before, he stripped her naked, right? Rolled her in a blanket, put her body in the boot of her own car and drove her to his church. He dragged her in and he laid her corpse on the altar and then placed her in fucked up bizarre sexual positions all tied After up in... she was dead? It all tied up in bondage ropes and he took Polaroids of her body, like proper fucking like on the altar, oh, like with Christ he's got, behind he's her. Some Police have got them pictures. Got some creepy fucking... You probably had to fucking God, find them online, but... God shit going on there, isn't he? Yeah, it's mad, it's mad, isn't it? Is that some kind of like ritual? Like oh, he's doing it for me. He said one way or another that woman was going to get into the church, dead or alive. That's what he said. <laughs> like, why okay. though? You've never done that before. Uh, just why not? He's all powerful. Look, I can take a body to the foot of Christ if I want to and... 
I don't know. He then, uh, I then, I read he, he dumped her body in like a remote area used for dog carcass disposal. Oh, what kind of what? a fucking place is that? Jesus. But covered her with branches, apparently. I also read it was a ditch, so. Oh. I don't know. I mean, do you, <laughs> I was like, what? Co- America. Very you, differing stories there. Like, I know. To, into, into a dog carcass, like, burial ground. Or a ditch. <laughs> well, that's what I read. And I was like, America, do you just like to go, oh, no, fucking Rover's died. Oh, well, I'll just launch him into the field Pet and leave cemetery. him. Pet cemetery. Like, you don't yeah. even bury him over there, you savages. You just leave him out. Just like, fucking throw your dog in that ditch. Just fucking wherever. That's the ditch that dogs go in There's when so they die. There's so much conflict. Like, you read the articles and it's like, ping, it pings around. A lot of sometimes, mm. it's only finer details. You're, only, you're, only, you, you're sort of going off of finer what details. other people have researched it. and found out, so... There is always some slightly differing How it gets like Chinese information. Whis- Chinese whispers yeah. does happen. And you do have to kind of go, at some point, there might be someone out there going, oh, that's wrong. But, but it's, it's Well, they have to understand that. You have to understand that. Volumes you, of information. Yeah, exactly. And you, obviously not all of it's going to be right. You have to try and figure out yourself which one sounds like you the most likely. Much, yeah. The ditch is most likely, I would say, in sounds this case. Like so it was found two weeks later. This is on the 5th of May, 1985, quite badly decomposed. But because he he removed her body from the scene and BTK had never done that in previous uh, crimes, the police thought this was a different murderer, yeah. which I think pissed him off, actually, because he, he was He's like, not fuck. St- yeah, I've like... No, that's mine. That, Count that to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need that scout badge as well. That's mine. So neighbours of Marine thought the killer apparently was hiding in hedges outside her house before breaking in and killing her. So everybody on the block had their hedges removed, except Dennis Raider. So like all the houses, like well, we're gonna take all the fed- all the, uh, the like the hedges down because the killer could have lurked in them. <laughs> fucking Dennis Raider's there with fucking hedges around. He's not giving a fuck, and he loved that. He loved it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's a lot. Like get people, everyone on a block, to, or loads of fucking houses taken down hedges because of him. Yeah. And so I'm keeping my hedge up. Fuck it. A year and a half later, this is on September the 16th, 1986, he killed 26-year-old, mother of one, Vicky Lynn Wagerly. This was Project Piano. Uh, apparently, while stalking her, he liked to listen to her play the piano. Oh, okay. Uh, before he killed her, he dressed up, like what I was saying at the beginning, as a telephone repairman, and he, and he went round all the ne- uh, immediate neighbours, knocked on their did door. He, so did he have a job at this point? Did he work? Yeah, he was like the, um, what year is this now? Yeah, he's working for ADT still, security oh, okay, right, at right. this point, yeah. He, he did change around a little bit. I've got it sort of wrote down anyway later on. Um, so what he did is he went around and knocked on all the neighbours' doors and told them that he was a telephone repairman. So if you see me going down the side of people's houses or scouting around in their garden, yeah, yeah. don't worry. I'm supposed to be here. He took like a make-believe, like like homemade DIY instrument that looked like he was checking phone lines and he was just walking around and then it's a high vis yeah, vest syndrome high, yeah that people trust people in high vis anyone can put on a fucking high vis vest even including murderers and robbers like i've said it many times on here but i know a lad used to work in a uh like um like electronic shop or some shit mm. like tvs and this is when 3d tvs just came out apparently two lads just walked in with high vis vests on went up to the counter and said hi we're from fucking Smith Repair Company or something. Apparently that Sony in the corner was uh, not correct. It's not working correctly. We're just here to take it away and repair it and spoke to, obviously, the the Saturday lad. And they were like, okay, no worries. He just went up, pit TV, walked off. It's like the, you know, it's like the conmen that try and get people with the um, email scams and the text message scams. It's like, I got one yesterday, HSBC, fraud alert. And I'm like, I don't even there. have a fucking HSBC account. Yeah. But, you, there's so many people who would look. Jill, Jill, 
you know, fucking Marks has taken you. You paid a, There's been an authorized payment of 120 pounds to Jill Marks, mm-hmm. and you're like, delete. I don't even listen to any of it. But people fall for that, and they click on the link, and they give them all the information, and it's the same thing. Yeah, bank rang me the other day, and so a bloke rang me up. And went, can I just confirm that your name's uh, Tom Boone? And I was like, uh, yeah. And he goes, can you just confirm your address? And I was like, what? No. And he goes, and how? And can you confirm your date of birth? And I was like, mate, what the fuck? Who you're are just you? ringing me up. I went, who are you? And he, and he went, um, and he, he did say something. I went, you've just rang me out of the blue, and you're asking me for my name, my address, my date of birth. I said, I tell just, you what, mate, I make this easy. I, and just put the phone. Yeah, out. I just hang up. I, I usually I'm like, um, if they're Someone rang me the other night and I don't usually answer them, but I answered it and he was like, oh, I'm calling from this and I, you know, and, and we're, we're here to help. Do you have life insurance? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm all good. Do you want to change? Or I don't. Or no, I said I don't actually know. And he was like, oh, well, that's very. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Do you remember? That's not. That's very. Uh, very concerning. Very concerning. And, and I said, look, I'm not really very interested can you know just take me off your list. Oh, well, no. And, and he kept it. So I just hang up on him if they if they if they're not polite and just listen to what you say I'm like, Fuck off see ya so anyway he, uh, he knocks on the door and he says listen I'm a telephone repairman she just let him in willingly and he went over Fucking to the look, it's like the gas well, you will. The gas, I'm here to read your gas meter. you yeah. let them in yeah. What the fuck am I doing? I'm letting them in. And like, he's like, no, I'll read it for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he went over to the phone apparently and got this special like fucking pretend instrument that he's made out. And he's like waving it over it like some sort of wizard. And when she'd like turned her back to crack on with doing whatever, he's pulled a gun. Oh, and fuck. She then goes hysterical, desperately worried about her son. I mean, she doesn't necessarily know what's going to happen at this point. Uh, he um, he tied Vicky up, um, and as he was tying her son up, she managed to escape. So he's not very good with fucking no, knots. he isn't very good at time. And he's not that. very good at scouting shit. <laughs> and there was a massive fight and uh, he apparently had to fight her harder than any of his other victims. That's what he said to the judge. This is really a fucking close to the bone affair. Good on you, Vicky. She was just going fucking nuts at him. Um, apparently the windows were open. There was dogs barking out and the fucking... Like, people were screaming. It was like mayhem. She badly scratched his face. Uh, Vicky didn't. And he still has scars. Apparently scarred his face. Um... And she kept saying that her husband was on, on his way home, which he was at any minute. And apparently as Raider strangled her to death... Because he's with doing this in a day, isn't he? Yeah, just fucking... Just does it in the broad day of light. Of fun, yeah. He strangled her to death with her... Light of day, I mean. <laughs> with, her, with her own stockings, like a pair of tights or whatever. And as, as he did that, she, was, she prayed to God. He told the court that she was praying as I killed her. He took photos of her body in like crazy positions. I quickly put her in that position, in that position, in that position. Stole some clothing. He nicked a car and then he drove off. As he left, Vicky's husband, Bill, saw his wife's car and Dennis Raider in it. And he oh, was like, fuck. fuck, what's happened at home? I've got to get home quick. Because he didn't oh, think no. to... That's Follow him. Yeah, yeah, at that point, you just want to see if you p- your people are okay, don't they? Uh, again, well, they weren't, obviously. Well, they weren't. Um, Did they kill the kid? Or? Nah. No. Uh, police investigation, checked the crime scene, blah, 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 blah. Crucially, they had some of um, underneath Vicky's fingernails was skin. was DNA. This is before DNA testing, but they mm. kept it anyway. And his final victim, I'll just go for his final victim, and then we'll get into how he was caught. His final victim was Dolores Davis, uh, and she, this was six years later. So again, more big gap. Off. I wonder if like in, I wonder if his sexual drive is dropping naturally with age. And at first, it was like fucking yeah, fifty wanks a day. Mm. But as he's getting older, you know what I mean. He's, mm. Once a week or something, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, this was um, Dolores Davis was uh, Project Dogside, apparently, because she was passionate about animal rights. 
Oh my God. Yeah. I know. It is, it, proper plant pot, you know. Uh, she was 62 years old, mother of two and the grandmother, and she just retired. You bastard. Uh, Raider, again, this time he was at, at scout camp again, and he, he snuck out at he night. Loves, he loves scout camp. He's just like he just likes that as an alibi, doesn't he? Well, it would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Mm. I was 20 miles away on scout camp because he left at three o'clock in the fucking morning and got back at six. No one's knocking on your door at that, unless there's a disaster at scout camp. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like a perfect cover. She apparently lived really close to him, and he was getting lazy now because, because like, don't they say like serial killers kill within a certain radius or they mm, have a certain they pattern? Have like a, getting yeah. closer and closer and closer to home. They have a territory. They, didn't that? Isn't that how they pinned down the Yorkshire Ripper? Like they figured out where he lived because of the where the bodies were turning up. And they were like, well, he's Maybe, probably yeah. in this. If if, he, if it's consistent to an area, it's likely that they're li- they're killing close to home. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, well, yeah, the easiest thing for them to do. So um, he broke into Dolores' house when she saw him. He just like, just brazen, just went straight in. She apparently said to me, look, don't hurt me. I've got children. I've got grandchildren. And he handcuffed her and said, listen, I'm a, I'm a wanted man. I just need your car keys. Loved that story, didn't you? What a dum-dum. Um, after tying her up in bed, he strangled her with her own stockings. He said it took three minutes for her to die and that... That three minutes fueled his sexual fantasies for years. It quenched his urge to kill because it was that intense. Oh, really? Fuck. I know. It's grotty, isn't it? He dumped her body underneath a county bridge because like, she like hit the bullseye for him, I think, in terms of gratification. And he went back days later to put his own personal bondage mask on her body and take photos with her. He even posed next to the body wearing her bra and pants. And she was found 13 days later. He's fucking nuts, isn't it? Yeah. It's fucking completely... Did he leave her in all that bond- that shit? I guess he took it off stuff. because it was his own personal shit. Mm. Like, when he got busted, they found loads of pictures of him wearing, like, that mask. And in one photo, he's bur- he buried himself, which you can just fucking see on the internet, up to his neck. Just like that, with just this creepy fucking mask on. And you're like, whoa, this is crazy. This is mad. So in the years between that last murder and when he was arrested, Raider became, a like, um, a dog catcher. I think, or like so some sort of like, well, like neighborhood, like for a pound? N- for not t- not for a pound. But he was he used to wander around the neighborhood, and he had like some sort of like I don't know, some dog police officer type person. I don't know what the thing is. And what he used to do is he used to walk around the hood, just giving tickets to dog owners from like the smallest of of like you know violations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not having your dog on your lead in your own garden. He'd put you give you, a, and he'd aggressively pursue specific people, which I think were probably targets or projects, mm. whatever he called them. And then he tried to get their dogs destroyed. And he actually did get several put down for, for like, because it was his word against them. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. well, my dog, well, was the power fu- thing, isn't my dog was on a fucking lead. And he's like, no, nah, no. Nah. And then it goes to court and the judge is like, well, it's a thousand pound fine. I'm going to kill your dog. But really, it's fucking Dennis Raider just mm. doing it for the crack. Yeah. And it's your fucking dog and you're telling the truth, which really makes me mad. <laughs> really makes me mad. But he didn't kill again. And the, uh, the BTK case went unsolved for another 14 years. It just went... To, the police actually thought the killer, whoever he may be, might died. Have, was possibly dead. Mm. And this was just, just suddenly not doing it anymore. This is going to be like a cold case, just one of them ones that we never... Like, yeah. And then seemingly wanting notoriety for his crime, this is in 2004, Dennis Rader started sending communications to the local press. And this is because, uh, I think it was the Wichita Eagle, wrote an article on the 30th anniversary of the Otero family murders. 
So he was like, ooh, I'll just fucking start. So they started getting letters from someone calling himself Bill Thomas Kilman. I mean, what a smart guy. I wonder who that is. And the author claimed to have killed uh, Vicky Wagerly and enclosed actual photographs of her body at the crime scene as well as her driving licence because the coppers didn't think that it was BTK and he was like, oh, you need to know that was me. So I'm going to send you a picture of her body at the scene before you fucking got there. Oh, and here's her driving licence. The cops were like, what the fuck? And at the time, like, um, there was no like um, DNA, but what they did is they ran the, the skin fragments through... They were testing for DNA. They ran the skin sa- uh, samples from underneath Vicky's skin through a database. Under her skin? For, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but there wasn't there wasn't a match. They were like, well, th- whoever this well, is... You have to, th- the thing is, yeah, DNA only works if yeah. your DNA is in the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It so wa- if you've never been in a situation where you've had to hand your DNA over to the police... Then they don't know. Like, so, then, um, how, then they're not going to find you. Exactly. And that's what happened. They were like, well, he's not on, he's not on the... Uh, He's not been he's not been caught he's or done for anything before. If he fucking steals a loaf of bread though and we get him for it, we'll fucking get him. Get him yeah. And uh he sent another letter to the TV station, K A K E. Um and on the 9th of June a package was found taped to a signpost. He's doing fucking loads of mad shit now and it contained details of the Otero family murders. It's like now he's stopped actually wanting to do the murders and just wants to know to write for them. what he did do. But he was fucking with them before, remember? He sent he was sending letters and yeah, putting them in books. Yeah, but like more more now. That's all that's all he's that's what he's doing to fulfill his urges is to is to do all this mad package and letter writing. In one of the packages there was a, a drawing titled um The Sexual Thrill is my bill and he also included the proposed first chapter for a book written on himself called The BTK Story, Chapter 1, A Serial Killer is Born. Oh, God. <laughs> Such a colossal weapon. What a fucking plant pot. You know, Stephen King wrote like a short story on based on him or loosely around him. His fucking head went massive because Stephen King wrote a book about him. It's funny, I was thinking about Stephen King earlier when you were talking about this. I don't know why. It's crazy. It's weird. Yeah. Well, you well, may because, have read that book think, and not known it. No, because I think you um, you mentioned something about him like liking... Uh, I don't know, certain programs or something. Yeah. You, like, oh. that's what Stephen, you know, Stephen King liked to scare himself. Oh, right. And list go out, he'd go out in private to the barn and listen to the scary fucking radio show. I and like, like to scare He liked to like scare that. himself. But then Stephen King just wrote books <laughs> yeah, about mad shit rather than actually doing it. <laughs> and so made billions and billions of pounds. More items belonging to actual victims, murder victims, were found hidden in parks and they found dolls with bags on their heads and nooses around their oh neck. Oh God, he's gotten weird. He left a cereal, normal. He left a cereal <laughs> box with a fake bomb uh, in the back of a pickup truck. Get it? Serial killer? What a clever guy. Ooh. And he just, he just wrote bomb on the front oh, of it. He's like, bomb. Spell that right. Did he put it in like a? Did he cut out like starbursts of like <laughs> of craft paper and stick it all together, make but, it? But people, look people comedy. But you, I don't know if it didn't. I, I couldn't work out whether he'd done it with like electrical tape or something. It just looked very similar to that, yeah. yeah, yeah. And people were starting to get scared. But he fucked up because apparently Raider was getting fed up with printing letters because he wasn't writing the letters. He was printing the letters and then sending them to the police. Mm. And he wanted a more efficient way to communicate with them that didn't involve printing shit. So he wrote them a letter saying, 
asking if a floppy disk was a secure and untraceable way of communicating. And the police floppy are like, I know, oh it's hard school. And the police are like, yeah, yeah, totally, mate. Yeah, There's no it. way we can trace that. I mean, you're a genius. Fuck. Absolutely. <laughs> what an idiot. A few days later, they got a floppy disk in the post and immediately. <laughs> can we send you a floppy? <laughs> I love he's like asking the police, can you accept floppy disk as a way, by way of me communicating with you, please? <laughs> what a twat. And they looked into the metadata straight away. And apparently, like, if you know, if you've got the right software, you whatever, you know yeah, what you do. Yeah. If you're a detective in a murder case and someone's and the murderer sends you a floppy disk, you can look in and you can see where the word file or the software that that floppy disk has on it, where, where it was registered to and, like, who the person... Because you've got to put, like, you know, when you're filling that Microsoft shit back then, <laughs> yeah. where you live in that. That's what he was doing. And it turns out the uh, the that um, floppy disk, that software used to write that word file was registered to a local Christ Lutheran church and the author of the file was the president of the church council a fellow called Dennis Rader and they were like what a dum-dum we've got him so they had to act fast right so what they did is they got a warrant they obtained a warrant giving them access to his daughter's smear test so they must have checked I know fanny juice oh, in, in this. <laughs> it's got weird well like, what happened well, they had to get DNA they had to get some form of DNA to to run it off Vicky, Vicky Waverley. Can they do that? Well, they can if it's a fucking serial killer. Fuck. So they ran the DNA from uh, his daughter's smear test sample uh, in, uh, and compared it against the DNA that was recovered from under Vicky Waverley's fingernails. And it was a match. And they were like, it's fucking Dennis Rader because this girl is Dennis Rader's kid. Yeah. And he's, we've got, it's fucking him. So he was arrested at midday on the 25th of February, 2005. And he was fucking completely relaxed and totally pleasant and nice. He was like, he wanted it. He Wait, wanted this. De- what, what was that? Um, Des, Des, Des. Dennis, what, N- Dennis Nilsson. Nilsson. He was like that, wasn't he? He's kind of very. He like, was like that because he was like, yeah, there's just fucking chopped up bodies everywhere. There's yeah. no point. A lot of there's them some, do. Yeah, but he was just like, yeah, there's one in the cupboard. Like because they know there's no way out. There's no way out. Just like there's no point in being a dick about it. You, can you done? You yeah, like Fred West did that. You done? You, you went, you Are there any you're more? Done. There's no way well, you're getting out. I think there's 16 in the walls. <laughs> you killed like 12 people, mate. Yeah, yeah you're getting out just tell them where it is because it's over. Yeah, the game is up. Um one of the police officers said to him at the time, said, uh, Mr. Raider, do you know why you're under arrest? And apparently he said, oh, I have my suspicions. <laughs> I've got some ideas. He wanted the fame at this point because it was like yeah, another was, chapter. It was fame now. Right, the only reason he, he got caught was because he could have lived his life totally not being the rest of his life with his family yeah. and he would never have been found out. It's only because he got fucking, he got like... If he was I careful, wa- he wouldn't have been I, found I, I want. I want to send, you know... I want to fucking. I want notoriety. I want. I want them to know. I want them to see. And got a bit weird. Did he got caught? He loves he only, doing interviews. He, he lo- got, loved doing he sent interviews. a fucking floppy disk in like an idiot. I think he just fucking knew. He didn't care. So in court, he admitted everything. And um, like I said, I got most of the details from the. I wasn't going to go through all of the victims because sometimes there's no fucking need. But when he's describing it, I'm like, well, I will then. If he's just said it, and I can literally. <laughs> Write down what he said. and what he said, yeah. Almost. It's, yeah, wor- yeah. it's worth doing. But yeah, he, um, he took great pleasure in thinking he was some sort of like serial killer genius in, in court. You can see him talking and he's like fucking, he feels like he's elevated above them. You know what I mean? Uh, he was found guilty and sentenced to 10 life sentences, which was um, no less than 175 years in prison. And he's still there now, apparently. Fuck. I know. Well, of course he is, because he's 175 years in prison. He ain't going anywhere, is he? He's not dead yet, the cunt. How old is he? Uh, I don't know. Fuck it. When, when was he born? 45? Don't know. Can't be asked to work it out. Didn't even... Don't know. 
seventies, eighties, whatever. It'd be interesting when he dies if they can have a look in his head and see if he has actually suffered some form of brain injury. Well, I mean, he does loads like of fucked say, up drawings in prison as well. Still, he sent God, a letter to the fa- being, one of the family members. Imagine being that wife, the wife and the kids are that, and they had to find him out. Oh God! Like, sorry, we had to, we had to, you know, use we had to use your smear test to find out whether your dad was a serial killer. Your mop juice to fucking get in your dad. order to find out whether your dad was a serial killer. Outrageous, isn't it? They stood by him and refused to believe it until he was like, "Yeah, yeah, it was me." And then he said what he said and went through, and they were like, "Oh my God!" What the fuck? And then, you, and then you got all the fucking pictures and all the shit he's collected over. There the was years. so much evidence, so much evidence. Where did he put it all? It's fucking in his secret special place that his missus wasn't allowed yeah, to go yeah. and have a look. Apparently, fucking hell, in the loft somewhere, in yeah. a box in the loft Imagine where no one goes. Finding that, looking in it, Jesus Christ! Yeah, he showed no no remorse, no regrets. His only regret was really being. He said it was being caught, but I think he actually wanted to be because he sent him a fucking floppy disk like a. Like a floppy disk, the hell yeah, is like a fucking actual floppy disk. <sighs> so uh, that's what a floppy disk. <laughs> what a floppy disk. So that's Dennis Rader. Um, there's loads to this case. You can. I find mean, yeah, like it was when you know. Was I, it was, like I was tempted to do a two-part on this. You, you can spend. You could spend like days and days. You could do a whole like that. Um, what was it? The White House murders that I did. The the HBO murders, did yeah. a whole. 10 series episodes fucking podcast on that. These are tasters. Do you know what I mean? You could 100% spend fucking 10 episodes on one particular case. But I think ultimately people are like, but if you get to episode 10 of the same story, they're like, fuck off. We'll just do something once and listen to something different now, please. Yeah, the short snappy version. Yeah, the short snappy version. If it's your interest, you can go and look. Most people know what this is. I now know exactly what that dude did and what he was about. Most people want us to know, they know what this is and they want to hear our opinions on it. That's all it is. Yeah. So anyway, that's that. Um, Sticker winner for this week for sharing on Facebook is James Towers. So uh, send us your address, mate, and we'll get some stickers or something sent out to you. Or something, something. We might send you a, send you a, a rope remote a, with a doll or, or, a, or a sponge or something. Four bottles of Budweiser top Tap here. Caps, we can, yeah, yeah, we got we got uh, like a balloon light. We no, might send no, you no, that. no, that's that's mine. That's my it balloon. I've got another one in the loft. We might send you that <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> uh, so please go and check out Yucateco Hot Sauce on uh, all their social media. Leave a comment. Um, and uh, like their f- social medias and all that malarkey uh, retrovague.com F- follow them on all their social media if you buy anything use code, uh, code robots for 10% off use code bobots you can try that if you want probably won't it might work, not work. Uh, also please check out the Podbelly Network um, show them some love if you want to start a podcast there's a informational educational tab and always always if you do add yourself to the directory oh yeah, yeah you never yeah. know if you've got a podcast if add you've yourself got to a podcast or you want to start one and you do start one make sure the first thing you do is add it to the directory because you know you might end up on the network and then you, you might end know. up getting sponsored by people yeah think of all the fun you could have um <laughs> <laughs> check out skrpsychoparal.com and check robots for eyes podcast out across all our social media and robotfriedpodcast.com buy yourself um, a hoodie yeah like Thomas ta- Palmer I think or, it was um, you can buy yourself a, uh, a backpack or a cap or <laughs> a face mask plague or mask or a phone case there's lo- a cup a mug there's loads of things on there thanks for listening everyone we'll see you next week bye Felicia's bye <laughs>